there's there's a couple of things I wanted to kind of get your pick your brain on like your how you feel about politics right now um, in general and then um, you spoke to me about Hive mind is not the right word, but like a group of people that were also like doing some business stuff and you want to talk about that, I think. So those two are like the big thing, but I, I'm going to try my best not to steer it off course, but I feel like I'm going to do that at some point anyway. I mean, it's a good place to start. Mm. Um, Also, welcome back. Thanks. (laughs) Um, There are two things that come to mind very quickly and current politics Mm -hmm. there is a lack of compassion and a misunderstanding of cost Um, (laughs) just just, as a whole the lack of compassion thing is is one that's been more interesting to me because i always wondered if it was kind of an inherent thing like if it if certainly part of it was like maybe race uh racially uh implemented part Mm. of it is based in racism for sure that you don't have compassion for people that you don't feel are the same as you especially if you feel they're inferior in some way yeah and that's bad that's bad but what's worse is this weird like the i call it ivan dragoism where they just if they die they die yeah this weird (laughs) just they die they die they like and it's a real it's a real subtle thing to me because you see them refer to certain things in terms of ratios and percentages mm-hmm. to avoid talking about the real cost of how many people are going to be put into a situation That's like fair. it's interesting to say that something only has 1 or 2% a death rate mm. when in reality you can't just come out and say, hey, it's fine. This thing's only going to kill 300,000 people. Yeah. Like, if you just <laughs> said that, it would cause a lot more of a problem when people had to rationalize Yeah. There I think three, there are 300 million people in the U.S. Sure. I think that's that's on purpose, though. Like, that, yes. I think, And I think people have been doing that for years with all kinds of data. Like, they, people will take any amount of data and... St- they won't lie about it, but they'll skew it to a way that the data will benefit them, even though you could easily take that same data and either presenting it a different way or presenting it flatly would not do that. True. And some of it is definitely on the owners of the audience to understand what those really mean. Mm. Um, it's just interesting to see that nobody wants to just put out the numbers because it's a very, very dicey situation. Yeah. And admittedly, to some degree, there are a lot of this that would not have been good answers to any of it. Sure. But doing nothing because you don't have a plan is not an answer. And it says a lot about how little you really care if you would rather do nothing Nothing. until you think you can find the perfect answer. That's true. Especially in a a situation as of right now. Like, I think that there are certain situations where... it might be best to have a plan before you move forward. True. I think this current situation with like everything is, is not one of those though. Exactly. And but, I mean, the thing that I, I raised a very interesting point. I raised a very like 
subtle point right out of the gate. I'm like, I wouldn't send my kid back to school. Right. Because I remember asking the lowest common denominator of people aren't really incentivized to care like they should be. Like my first thought was the janitors aren't being paid anymore to keep that place any cleaner. Yeah. So why why would they do any better of a job? There's not even more of them. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's the same dude. Yeah, it's the same guy. <laughs> I know I was in high school. I remember my janitor. Same. We picked on that guy. He couldn't have been incentivized to do that good a job. Nope. So now there's a pandemic and we still didn't pay that guy anymore or get him any Which, help. I never even thought about that, but that is wild. You would expect like that job of all of them would be it's like super the crucial. easiest place to make a difference. Just to even say you made a difference. <laughs> then we doubled the janitor staff. We They're cleaning round the clock yeah. now. There's a guy that cleans in the morning. Somebody cleans at lunch and a different guy that cleans at night. And you're like, oh, man, they're making a step. Yeah. Huh. I I guess. And, I, and this could be from false data, but I vaguely remembering remember hearing somewhere that. I imagine it's very different for uh, like public schools or whatever, but janitorial staff makes a lot of money like a decent amount of money um it's it's like one of those jobs that like you hear about like with the what do they call them like the garbage trucks drivers oh they're unionized yeah where yeah yeah, where they find out like like people are like ah ha ha you you work in this position as kids and stuff and then like later you get older like oh that that dude probably makes more than that teacher. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Like, there's no so, liability. He went yeah, to school for way yeah. less. Like he has no debt. Yeah. But in any case, like there were a lot of easy steps that could have been taken sure. or just any steps that could have been taken. Like it's very odd to me that with the same amount of fervency you spent, you cut $1,200 checks to mm. a bunch of people, which admittedly you probably didn't regulate well enough. Definitely didn't. What would have happened if you made a stipend that allowed all those people to, you know, guarantee some amount of toilet paper, some amount of sanitizer, some amount of masks at your local stores? That way you incentivize those businesses. You make sure that there's no false shortage that's created. Like there are so many steps that could have been taken, even if they're not perfect, the slowness to act created a real problem here. And that speaks to a lack of Compassion. So, so I guess for for the sake of conversation, I'm going to play devil's advocate on That's a lot fair. of things. Absolutely. Um, so my my question to that would be: Do you trust a the companies to not abuse any stipend that's given to guarantee supplies to their community? And b do you also or, or I say A. I say yeah. That was a. a. Yeah. So so and then B. <laughs> this is I can't remember thirty five. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. That's um, fair. But and then B. Would you trust that the government would write it in a way or write write yeah write write this in a way that would not allow them to be able to do that because that seems to be the like a huge problem like the 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 um what they call it it was a business loan that they they gave to businesses for a short time in that same kind Correct. of run Absolutely. that helped them out. And I was just like, you guys do this every time. You yes. do this every time. You, you you say like, oh, this thing is for small business because they're going to really get hurt. And they're like, but then all the other large companies get it too. Like, it's like, it, it's either A, you guys are really bad at this, or B, you know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> like, That's it's, the it's problem. Like, it's you're like, absolutely right. Uh, it could very easily be 
I if if the question is if it's malicious intent, there's no there's really nothing to argue there yeah. because if they are maliciously trying to put money in the places that they knew people would mishandle it because people don't know what to do in a pandemic as evidenced by a toilet paper shortage like they people don't know what to do in situations like that so it becomes very apparent to use your money wisely and to move your money in a way that benefits you it's why it's not always beneficial to spend everything you have but at the same time saving your money isn't necessarily using your money the best way so like i said instead of just cutting $1,200 checks to everyone and the to speak to your business loan thing, tie that loan relief and tie the $1,200 that you plan on taxing people back for, yeah. grant them either a tax credit or grant those businesses like a a big tax cut for like a oh, no. free weekend situation. I'm so sorry. Give me one second. This oh, thing's no. going to get really loud. Ugh. <laughs> What is it? It's literally on the floor. I hate it. That's my phone. Oh. Oh, no. I'm beating up the lights. <laughs> it's all gone to hell. I was looking for it earlier. I didn't realize it was on the ground. Damn it. Okay, sorry about that. No problem. All right. We're back. Um, so, you were saying giving those people a tax... Um, what's the word? What was it? Not write off is the wrong word, but it's like tax. It's a credit. Or credit. It, yeah, credit. That's it what would essentially say. be a credit. But like there are so many of these programs that are already in place. There are tax free weekends that are in place. There are all these things that you could already do. You could create a very simple like F- I believe it was FDR created bank holidays mm. to keep people from withdrawing all of their money in the middle of a stock market crash. Like there are smarter decisions you could have made. Hmm. Like, I haven't even thought about that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's why bank holidays are so prominent now. Hmm. They they closed the bank so people literally couldn't come in and get their money, which <laughs> is exactly what they would want to do in a crisis because they would want to hoard. Hmm. And it's, if you know that, give them a reason to spend it and give them something to spend it on that will help them. Like, hey, if you go to all those companies and go, hey, listen, you have to keep this thing in stock. It's one per person. But they they are going to get these stipends, which, again, I know you can get us in the mail yeah. because I get 27 voting ads <laughs> and I never have an issue. Like the IRS can always find me when they want my money. Yeah. And they found me to give me this new money that a lot of people didn't know how to spend. Hmm. Give me a reason to spend the money more wisely. Give me a place to go with it. Hey, listen, this money gives you ma- money for your mask, money for a supply of hand sanitizer and toilet paper and tissue and chloride whatever you need like supplies specifically for this thing this money is for that and tie it to the things you need but how would you You know how would you make the money mandatorily like how would you how would you separate it so that people can only use that money for that i mean ebt card would be the first thing that would come to my mind those cards already exist that have specific things that you can only spend on them you really? Only, yes. EBT okay. cards can only be used for food or essential things. It's the same with WIC. Like all of these government programs already exist that functionally do this in one way or so another. I, this is this is pure ignorance on my part because I wasn't aware that, that. How how does that work? Like if, they sit, you apply for so take no, no, versus WIC. I, I know how you get it. Right. My question is how how 
do you have a thing that you say, for instance, you go into a Walmart, right? And you put uh, a thing of like donuts and a TV in the cart, right? You ring that up. Your card, they they have a card there, and uh-huh. you have an EBT card, uh-huh. and on that card. Only certain things are allowed to actually scan, and they're tied to the UPC codes, which are tied to particular brands. Okay, cool. So All you right. can't actually you buy won't any, be able like, to buy the TV. Yeah, you can't buy a TV on an EBT card. Okay, then they definitely should use that. Yes, that's, that's it was a, already in place. <laughs> that's wild. They just chose not to because they knew it would look better to give a, a bunch of people $1,200 and know full well those $1,200 would not be spent properly. No. And it, I would imagine most of that, well, I would say most, a, a decent chunk of that money would be put into either businesses that didn't need it. Um, like, it's almost like doubling up on the bigger businesses. I, It sucks, but people always talk about like, oh, well, I want this freedom of choice and I want the, the freedom to do all these different things. I'm like, at what point have you shown that you you can't be trusted with such freedom (laughs) like if every time you make the wrong decision it would be like having a a military leader who constantly just the the troops are getting wiped out over and over just send them on trash missions bad planning like okay well you don't get to lead anymore no like you you're not good at this yeah it's like i you you might be an amazing musician but you're really bad at this so you you don't get these people skills your planning there's a lot of work it's really bad so like i i kind of look at society i hate saying that word but like i kind of look at society sometimes with those lens of just like and and i don't say this as like um condescending or anything I'm I'm that guy too. Like I make those dumb choices sometimes too. Yes. So like I'm not saying this is like oh you guys are dumb and I'm smart. It's just like no. I think just in general human beings we do that. Like we we don't make the right call all the time. We as people suffer from a great lack of foresight. Yeah. Which makes it very very hard to protect our best interest all the time. Yeah. So what we kind of need is a safety net below us, which again is always the argument for universal basic income. Now I. I appreciate the concept, yeah. but again, I understand that that can't just be raw funds because people will abuse that. That's the thing. The fact that I, so this is so dumb of me to not, well, I won't say dumb. It, it's what I've heard about EBT and WIC and everything before, but I've never known like the details of how it works. Just do that. Yeah. Just use that system. Yep. That's already there. Just because. Yep. You could you could give people a universal stipend like income, but just, it could only be for rent yeah, and utilities. Yeah, just do that. And not even that. Not even that. Because the whole argument I think with with that is like people um, are concerned. Like if you if you give people this, then it will it will demotivate them to go after things. And I kind of understand that. But if you were to do that stipend into like bare bones essentials like food right and like 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 nutri- like things that people literally need to survive right you'll still I, I i know i would anyway i would still have that drive to be like okay well yes my food and everything is covered but i want a bigger house right or i want a studio or i want a tesla or something like you're still gonna have things that you'll desire and you'll still work towards those goals um I I just can I'm I upset now a, that I know about this. Yeah, can now I offer a slight bit sure. where I would where I would deviate I would deviate it to 
make sure that the whatever income you are sending to people covers the two things that they are most susceptible to should any should uh in 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 the event of a downside which Mm. would be healthcare and insurance because those are the two things that wipe most people out and keep them from pursuing these things that they would work for like i have no problem working for my goals or Mm. working to save for my son's future what i have a problem with is when it's problematic to try and find a way to work and i don't make enough to go to work and find another job so I can't actually survive. Hmm. Like, hey, if your stipend only covered your rent and your health insurance, well, you still have to work for everything else. Sure. But you wouldn't be completely wiped out if something you happened to, to you. Yeah. yeah. I. You'd still be struggling. F- well, no. You. Again, this is assuming people do what they're supposed to do. But if you're... If you if if that system gives you the ability to save money, you could you could argue the fact that like okay, you should be fine with whatever you saved in terms of like food and things of that nature. So if your rent and health insurance are covered, so you don't have to worry so much about physical yes. things happening to you. Yes. but you still need to you need to eat. Right, that's that's important. So like right. you, you would still save for that, which is significantly less savings that you would need to have for exactly. that versus like rent and, and food is fun like food yeah. has a finite uh, amount of it you're not going sure. to need an infinite number of food and the amount of food you need barring you having a large amount of children all of a sudden is not going to explode whereas your health insurance could your like your cost of living easily could and those are the things you have to be protected against that so often destroy people when you can't afford your place to stay or you can't afford, you know, your health insurance. That those is, are the yeah. things that kill people and end up in homelessness. I and small caveat. I man, people, whatever. I, I, I have very, very little sympathy for people with like a bunch of kids. 100%. I don't like if, if that is the cause of your issue or if that like compounds your issues, I'm like, that is on you. You are a terrible person because you did this knowing, like, not no foresight, no thought whatsoever, like, and now putting this other life in a bad position, like, fuck yeah. You. Well, I like, appreciate the stance. My only issue is that the, that's not the kids' fault, and that's no, no, the, and that's, that's why what I'm saying. You have I, to protect specifically the people that have the kids. Exactly. You, you, you put this other life in this really bad position because exactly. you're dumb. Like, I don't, I, the kid, there's nothing wrong with the kid, and it, it sucks because the kid still suffers. Which is why the which is why something needs to be in place to cover that kid's where that kid needs to stay. Yeah. And what that whatever health issues that kid might run into. Yeah. Because those are the things that will destroy that kid's life regardless. But how do you do that without you can't give the kid an EBT account? Because no, but I mean the kid's got a social security number. He does. But how do you I guess other than literally separating the kid from the family? Which I think sometimes I guess has to happen, but there are situations yeah. where that is called for. But yeah. overall, again, you like if there if there is a a fund mm. or a place where all these where all these funds are stored, and there is an attachment to a government card that you are issued that tracks your spending on that. That's fair. When you're not spending on that, yeah, they will see that. Like, hey, what's happening? Why is it that your why why is it that your rental costs is going to zero? Why is it that you haven't made a checkup in any of your doctor's appointments for any of the kids mm. in a year? Like, what's going on? 
It's like, you can see that. That is a nice vehicle you're driving there. Yeah, like, Interesting. Hey, what happened? <laughs> like, oh, your address changed. <laughs> well, well, what happened here? Like, I guess people would argue, like, do you... The government already has that kind of information. Like, they'll see when, like, your address changes. or it, It's not immediate. Right. But it... it with a system like that, it would be like the you moment would you would have to file for a yeah. change. Yeah. Because you would need to make sure like, and again, the cards can expire like sure. any number of ways you can attach them to where they have to come check with you. Your license plate expires, your license expires. Everything <laughs> requires you to go back to the government that you need them for anyway. It's true. Money is the only weird place where they get really, really hesitant about telling you how to spend it. I, and I guess, yeah, I get why. Like, I understand, like, you, that is a, that's a, that's a, a, a interesting line to cross. It's not, it's not like, I'm not the person that's literally sitting in line, like, go government. Like, that's no, not, of course not. But, but also, like, again, people haven't really shown that they handle situations like this well. That's so, been my problem. Yeah. So, like, it, at, I think at, at a certain point you have to say, okay, if you look at the past couple of like um, epidemics, you guys suck at it. It's pretty bad. Um, we're gonna we're gonna step in on this one. Like we're gonna we just just, just to make sure that like you guys aren't uh, you 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 aren't ruining this situation again. But. Um, <laughs> I, I I will get to this in a little bit. Uh, I, I I always forget to mention this, but it is live stream, uh, so we do have a chat this time. This okay. is I guess is different than the last yeah, time this, we. Were, this is yeah, new. this is new. Um, I need to take it out of here though because I don't want it to be attached to. Yeah, and you can go away. Okay, I guess you can't go away without getting rid of the chat. <laughs> fine, we're, right. we're not fine. That's weird. You can stay down here, and we'll have this guy. Oh, I got a perfect idea. Live editing. <laughs> there we go. Cool. There we are. Um, so you guys can throw in stuff down there. I still haven't set up the whole um, chat points thing for your questions. So if you put, I think I have Joe flagged. If you put, you can just actually just, um, what's the word? You just, uh, Say you put my name in chat, it'll highlight it, and then I we can go back through and answer all the questions that you have at the end. Um, sorry, I hope I didn't derail your thought. Oh no, you're okay. good. Um, um, it's just it's been very interesting to watch. No one really want to say what the big issue is with with this situation. And again, I am I've been wondering for a while like what it would take for me to really believe that a Republican would jump to our side. Mm. Um, the closest I got was Mitt Romney that one time. <laughs> yeah. He lo- I was like, oh, <laughs> Mitt? Are you the one? Oh. No. Because, like, I, I genuinely, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of good storytelling. Mm. And I, I love the story to be, like, the hero is someone who's like, I, I got to put this down. Yeah. What have we been doing? <laughs> and just, like, I would love that scene yeah. for someone to just genuinely be like, we got to stop. This It's too far. Mm. But even if that doesn't happen... Just a real understanding of what, understand what the cost is really going to be. Understand that a lot of Republicans, a lot of Republican voters have to 
be comfortable with the fact that their government decided they would rather the economy look strong than their lives be secure. Mm. And that's a cost. I think it's very easy for, I'd say, a decent majority of Republican voters to think that way or to be okay with that because they are in positions that they've got the other side taken care of. Like, so they want the economy to stay where it is. They want the economy to still be strong because that is what fuels themselves being taken care of for them. So like for, for them, it's, it's, it's not a thing of like, oh, okay, well I either they take care of like, take care of that, that aspect of my life while I can focus on other things. It's more of like, that's that's all I've got taken care of. That's it. I've like because and this and that's a generalization. I'm, I'm sure there are like I I can think of already one Republican voter that I know of that like uh, is not like that. Like right. he he's he's very he's more. If the spectrum is a spectrum of red to blue, he's like purple magenta fair like that's <laughs> like no, that's, that's on that's the redder it. side of it yeah he's on the redder side of it but not, not yeah he's yeah. he's he's he recognizes he, I, I i wouldn't say that i'm a republican voter either i i'm I, I would put myself in a very purple place because i think there's there's things that i like on both ends of the spectrum i just wish that there was some way for someone in the middle to be able to be put in a position that they can make these like decisions yeah, the and problem with i don't him. think that's possible the problem with American government at its, as it stands is, is a gang war. Like legitimately, so you just pick red or blue, and there's not a. It's very very frowned upon if you have gradient inside of those issues. That's the thing. Like, and I think that that makes me unpopular in certain circles. And I think even in like this podcast thing, because it, it makes me unpopular there too. Because I, my my opinions are very gradient like they're they're that's a uniquely american problem that's true that's true like i as much and again it's a thing that i i am uniquely versed in understanding because i traveled outside of the u.s a lot Mm. when i was young Mm. so i got to spend about 10 days across three countries in europe and it's a really really weird thing that i still reflect on now and i was i think 13 14 at the time and i'm 31 yeah so we're pretty close in age (laughs) but it was a weird thing to like go everywhere with a bunch of kids all from america Mm. and everywhere else we're just american kids and then come home and we're black kids Kids. and white kids again (laughs) yep so like a lot of things are uniquely american in the way we perceive them because this whole like we have a very bipartisan problem Mm. in that if you are not willing to vote with the majority of one party or the other a lot of your a lot of what you want won't be realized because you won't have the power to actually actualize it which is i don't i don't know how we fix that at this point that's the problem uh, like, it would take a large group of people willing to diverge as a whole from the norm which mm. usually only happens after a disaster yeah and that, but good news yeah. 2020 <laughs> is full of disasters yeah. for you they're like you need one what you want fire 
Also, it's not over. Yeah, there's plenty of time. You like fire? You like you like plagues? We we got it all. Like (laughs) we got some. We might have some murder hornets coming back around if you hang around long enough. I forgot about that. It's October. Yeah. Uh, I saw a very cool meme. It was like, uh, uh, pretty sure, yeah, it was like Cthulhu and like some calamity, cal- like some really, I'm trying to remember what the other thing was. Oh, it was like Cthulhu and like, I don't, I don't remember, but it was, it was basically two like, clearly you don't want these things yeah. at all. Uh, and <laughs> they were like, oh. It looks like there's like, oh, you weren't supposed to be until 2021. And he's just like, oh, man, our schedule seemed to have, have lined up. And then off panel Galactus pokes his head. He's like, ahem, it seems that I am. Also- <laughs> it was just so good. I was like, everyone is showing up just fucking up 2020. Oh, oh my man. God. Like I've mentioned to Amanda and I've mentioned to all of my friends. I have said, on I think for December 31st, 2020, we should all break something <laughs> just, just just like just, go full office space yeah, on something yeah. just, just get your best get it out of there play some rap music yeah. and destroy for a oh, while man. and then 2021 you're like oh okay. yeah that's the All new right, year let's see how this is gonna go there's no ball drop there's nothing it's we're just a collective sigh <laughs> just <laughs> like all right guys all right we we did it we made it to this point you gotta we got another year ahead of us. I honestly, like fighting has helped me out with that drastically. Oh, like yeah. there was definitely a moment, and I, I hate saying that sometimes because people are like, "Oh, well, like martial arts is just a bunch of meatheads like punching whatever, and, like really in stress." Um, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, "Yes, but no. There's there's more to it than that. But yes, there's definitely like, that definitely relieves stress, and it's yeah. very nice." I've never felt that Jumanji was such a reality show. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> Until this oh, year. Man. By the way, that movie is definitely my guilty pleasure. Which the, one? The, the, the original. All of them, to be oh, fair. Yeah. But the original one is just... A, there's a scene where David Allen Greer is a cop. Mm. And a wild gang of monkeys take his police car. Ah. That is probably an <laughs> underrated comedic masterpiece yeah. of a scene for me. Of just David Allen Greer watching a gang of monkeys drive away in his police car. He's like... <laughs> and I'm just like every time like, I would have never been able to write that without no. dying laughing <laughs> on the page. I, yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. I would have not pitched it. Oh, but yeah, man. it's just great. Um, um, who's this? Curtis Stevens. What do you two think of both parties getting involved in foreign conflicts? We have no reason being a part of. It's, uh, it's been an interesting one for me. Um, I understand the desire to want to. Like, if you see someone that you believe is not getting a fair deal, mm-hmm. I understand the desire of wanting to step in and fix that. Sure. What I do not understand <laughs> is how you can look at a situation outside of America and go, hey, that's bad, while the same situation happens inside America. And you're like, okay, the only reason to step out and fix that problem is that you can leave and not deal with the fallout yeah. of that problem. It's akin to like deciding you're going to throw a party at somebody else's house. God. 
it's great in yeah. theory because yeah. you know no. no matter what you break <laughs> it's, not it's not your mine. house none of this stuff is mine so uh we've politicked that way going on about 60 years now <laughs> yeah <laughs> i so i i was listening to a podcast not that long ago and it it gave me a a different perspective on it. I so I guess right off the bat, I don't like that we spend so much time and money outside of us. Me neither. I wish we could find a way to spend even a portion of that money towards solving internal issues. However, I one of the things that was brought up is like things like nine eleven are there. <clears throat> the likeliness of something like that happening goes exponentially up when we aren't involved in places where we think that things like that can happen. So it's it's almost like a preemptive measure so that things like that don't happen. And if if now the question is, is that the best way to do it? There is I don't know if that's the, the best way to do it, but. At, as it stands, it seems to be working because we haven't had a 9-11 situation recently. Um, so, like, now, now... I mean, you want to talk disproportionate response. Not, like... What do you mean? I mean, as a whole, mm-hmm. it, it it was definitely... It's a horrible attack on America. Sure. The likes of which we haven't seen since December 7th, 1941. We were in... We finished World War Two, or World War Two was over from inside of four years from there Mm. basically the fallout of september 11th 2001 is still being felt in 2020 sure like yeah that's a disproportionate response like i understand you wanting to proactively make sure nothing like this happens again Mm. the best way or i don't know the best way to do that that's not the way i want to take i want to go about things what i would say is it seems like if that was your answer, I don't know if this was the result you wanted. And I don't, and as much as deterring those, like deterring further attacks is good, I believe building a stable scenario over there would would create the same scenario, which we haven't been able to do properly. I So what is a stable scenario though? Like, so like- That's completely to, up up to interpretation of the situation that we're, that you're dealing with. Like that's completely subjective to where you are and what you're dealing with. But the, pro, the, the issue that I would see with that would be, so uh, is this a good example? Um, is North Korea a good example? Mm, I guess. Okay, so we'll use North Korea as an example. So okay. North Korea- is can be described as a stable situation whereas there's a guy or i don't actually i heard he's pretty sick or something like Kim that Jong-un? yeah i'm yeah, pretty sure he, like his his sister or something been, is, yeah yeah is, is, is handling i don't know her name um but basically you have this this figurehead who um is doing crazy terrible things to the people that he's supposed to be taking care of true um horrific stuff um, and he does have the means of taking or, or of like nuclear conflict, maybe not to us, but to some of our allies. Um, yet U.S. involvement there is 
nothing. We, we like we. It's like it's like a, a hornet's nest that we're just like we're not going to touch that. Yep. That's bad. We're yep. not going to deal with that. Whereas you have a place like uh, Afghanistan, where like we went full in, and the problem I guess there was it was similar. It was just that they weren't in a position to really bite back. Yes. It was more of like you, you. It was us fighting an opponent that was two weight classes under us. Yes, and and, and we knew we would win. It would be costly, but we knew we would, we would go there and like, well, they they don't have any training. We we have the largest. Mil- this is easy. Yeah, like we're we'll going be able to. to go it'll be quick. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be quick and easy. We'll go in there and like. Whereas the, the bigger threats we don't touch, but places like Afghanistan, I'm not sure where exactly the the guys were from that caused 9/11. It's been a while that that information has left my brain. Um, but like you, you go into those countries with the idea of like, okay, we're gonna set up here so that if something like this happens, or if they, if we see any catch a whiff of anything like this happening, and we can stop it beforehand. I don't, I don't like that idea, and I know that, that what you were arguing, or not arguing, but like what you were saying is like, if we could stabilize those countries, then we don't have to worry about that. Give them a reason not to want to attack you. Like legitimately, if it, it in the same instance where you bring all of this, all of this weaponry and all of this power, which admittedly we are great at, yeah, <laughs> we, we, we are incredible at where that. all our money goes. So we better be. <laughs> what if there were any reason to wholeheartedly invest in their markets, so that then, like, there's a re- in that same instance, mm. no matter how bad we get, China's never going to decide that they're going to attack us. For the same sure. reasons you mentioned, the fallout would be, be ridiculous. Ins- yeah. Even if they could do it, and yeah. they could, yeah, the fallout would be absurd. Yeah. So, the best way to incentivize a nation like that is to tie yourself to their money. There's a reason why t- China chooses to manufacture so many things that we choose to buy. They own us. Mm. Like, legitimately, they don't ever have to worry about us choosing to attack them. We're not gonna. Yeah. Somehow. And at the same time, they're also probably never going to just decide to call the whole bill on us because we have a really big gun. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, like it's, you're never going to call the whole tab on America. Not at, not as we are currently yeah. constructed. And I think part of that is an understanding of your power dynamic. Well, understanding that the American market is also a very powerful dynamic. Use the money instead of using the bullets. Like, find a way to invest in their market and then literally like you we've I've watched them gentrify every terrible area in America. I was going to say would would the people there be okay with that though? Make it whatever the people need. Like you could you could talk to the people. There are things that they spend money on. Everybody spends money on things. That's a common denominator. So, if you invest in the quality of life of the people, they have no reason to attack you. But they wouldn't. So, I, I let's assume that you, if we're talking like infrastructure, you, or like even just like uh, companies, like if you, if you want to say like, let's just use Walmart as an example, okay. um, and then whatever their local version of that would be, right? Um, we wouldn't. I doubt that the people would be cool if we went there and was like. We're now going to have Walmarts everywhere. They may be okay with us making it easier for them to have whatever their equivalent is. The problem, I think, with that is what's the incentive for us? Because if if the business that's there 
that we put all that money into, that money never comes back to us. Why would we do it? All right, it's a stable nation you now get to trade with that has a history of you being built there that you don't then have to attack. We watched this happen with South Africa. This is how mm. apartheid ended. Like once that country is stable, now it's a market. Now you can trade. Now you have a no a whole nother place where you can build. Like if sports, sports the easiest thing. They play a sport. I guarantee you they play a sport. <laughs> Do they play a sport? They play. Do they like competition? Cool. Build the biggest arena you can or start a sports league there and give the people something that they can invest in, create jobs, and give them something to place their aggression in that isn't bullets. Yeah. I mean, th- th- that sounds like a good idea. Like, I, I'm, I'm not... I'm not- arguing against it I'm, no, it's just, yeah. and, and yeah. again i don't know the logistics of yeah. any of this yeah. this is just in theory it with the same amount of investment we could put into our military action in any one place i literally watched south africa build a nation with a sport i don't get <laughs> to the to this day Which, i've tried rugby Okay, like I, I've enough. tried. Yeah, I just like rugby and cricket are those for me. I was just I, like oh, I, I'll watch. My dad loves cricket. I love like, watching people watch cricket. Yeah, they yeah, my dad. People, <laughs> it's great watching people watch cricket is amazing. Yeah. I was like, man, you love this, <laughs> but I don't get it at I have all. No idea. Oh man, like I get the basics, but like I. I don't have the same excitement. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You don't have the years invested. Yeah. Like, yeah. I again, it took me years. I've watched football for that long. So once you've watched the history of a club, how they've developed, you've watched this kid from college and come up to the pros. He had a rocky start, but now it's his big shot. Like, I've seen, yeah. I understand the investment the stories. Because I've watched yeah. LeBron James. Like, yeah. I've seen LeBron James my entire life. I remember... His first couple commercials with Bernie Mac, rest in peace. Oh man, I forgot about that. Exactly. Wow. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm invested in basketball because of LeBron James to some degree. Hmm. If you if those those people don't have a LeBron James, or if they do, he's not promoted properly. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You can inject money that way, which would be cleaner. I the the only the only thing I think that doesn't solve is any old deep rooted religious angst. That's I fair. don't think that solves that, but that is I think a huge first step if if, yes. if we're gonna make any if you're gonna take any action to try to like uh, water any 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 angst towards the united states i think that's a huge way to do it i think you're right i mean we've we've proven that we come together for the global games every four years without conflict regardless of what's happening like even in the midst of other countries conflict yeah if it hits on an olympic year damn we got we gotta we gotta do we got a thing yeah are you guys not all right well we're going to the olympics (laughs) one or both of you come if you can put all this down for a little while and we do it. Yeah. So sport has this amazing value where you can take all of your stress and all of your angst and put it into a competition where the constraints allow you not to murder each other. That's true. Yeah. I, hmm. I mean, you can. It's twenty twenty. You can do it with esports now. You can literally fund multiple competitions there. I. This is it's bad coming from someone who plays a lot of games and streams a lot of games and plays a lot of competitive games, but I kind of feel like oh, 
Megan's gonna kill me. Uh, <laughs> I I kind of feel like esports is fading. Like it, it doesn't seem to. This could just be from my own perspective because, to be fair, I don't dig into that that often or that deep. Mm-hmm. But it feels like it's becoming less and less a part of conversation because I remember a time and and this they're still there like on ESPN and everything. But that was a conversation. Yep. And I think the thing that that makes I think and you kind of shone a light on that just now with the things that make these sports so dynamic and cool and awesome are the stories that are told through the through those sports yes esports doesn't do a good job of that they don't have you don't have stars properly built well so that's that's the thing that's the thing that pisses me off because there is a guy and he's the biggest uh Example of this. His name is XQC. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I've heard the name, but I don't know. He was a huge Overwatch Overwatch star. Right. But he did and said some dumb stuff that he shouldn't have. Got him suspended, I think, like three times. And then now he doesn't really play professionally. Yeah. Because no one, gonna, no one picks him up. But this same dude, is he's not a bad person. I think he's just... He... he He's very not, he would be like, it would be like having Conor McGregor play esports. This guy's not a good, like. Not a good person. Or he doesn't, he doesn't doesn't, project as a role model well. Correct. He's not a great role model. Understood. Okay. And because of that, the Lees kind of just push him away. I'm like, but no, 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 no. You need this. I understand. You need to make sure it's contained and that it doesn't explode. But you need people like that. So this is a. And they don't have them. It's a fundamental misconception a lot of people have about sports mm. is that the sports are built by the clubs. Mm. And it's the one thing that basketball will will never admit to, but they understand. Sports are built by the stars. Yep. You don't you <laughs> doesn't matter who doesn't matter who's in your jersey if you suck. Like yeah. Yeah. that's a fact. <laughs> so like it and I can give you real world evidence to this. Like before, and again, I'm going back a ways. But longer than both of us, but I love his. I love sports history. This okay. is one of the things that I enjoy watching. It's one of my documentary mm. dig ins. I don't do murder stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I love watching how we figured out that we should put on Michael Jordan every time he's on live. So before Michael Jordan, before Larry and Magic in the late eighties, mm. NBA games were on tape delay. Oh, okay, Didn't know so that. you did not, you could not catch an NBA game live. All right, um, it's a disaster. <laughs> because very often you some like the newspaper would print you would get the newspaper in the morning and know the score before the game was oh, shown. When you night. said delay, in my head I'm thinking like it'd be like couple next day. hours. No, 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 no. no it'd like, be like next day. Wow. So okay. like again, it's a very, very pro- big problem of the media of the media at the time. That number one, your sports need to be live. Mm. You sports have a a natural reaction that is generated in people that cannot be imitated in po- when in post, they see yeah. it like when you see it you want to be there to see it the internet generation can tell you that memes oh, yeah. exist wholeheartedly yeah. 
Like, what percentage of memes are just people's reaction to a thing? Dude, that I, doesn't exist. That, that thing didn't happen live. My favorite thing is watching UFC memes right after a big pay-per-view. It oh, it's glorious. The, it is it's the glorious. best thing in the world. Yes. So good. It's glorious. The 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 spinning back kick that the that yeah, guy Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, oh, okay. You uh, thought this was a fight. That, yeah. guy is, that guy's a Street Fighter character. You lost. Like... Oh, oh man silly you thought you were in the fight with, with a human no that's, that's a mistake you were a created player yeah yeah it's 100 percent that dynamic yeah. though there is something that can't be matched to you physically seeing something right. happen and with sports that is amplified to the nth degree when you have a crowd when you get to experience that together people getting to watch the game winning anything, anything yeah is incredible you love that feeling um i think that that is missing to some degree in esports and part of that is the gap of complexity that's true there I, is I, an understanding gap there's not been an esport that has the ubiquity that just it's everywhere to the level of regular sports because it hasn't been around long enough i think it the, so the problem is, I think the the type of games that get put into those, um, those those promoted slots. So, like if you look at like Overwatch or League of Legends or uh, even Counter Strike. Counter Strike was like one of those early games that like it's simple enough, yeah. but the 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 high skill was complex. Right. So because of that, an average Joe, like, so if I were to sit down and watch the Super Bowl, I'd understand what's going on. Like, I'd, I'd hope before the first quarter is even done. Yes. Like, you would you would get the, the gist of the game. You go, oh, okay, cool. Got it. If somebody's never played League of Legends or no a MOBA at all, on. they have no clue. Yes. Like, and so they can't go and they can't just be tuning into that and be like, oh, okay, this is interesting. No, Welcome no. to the problem with baseball. Yeah. Oh man, I played I played baseball when I was younger. It's like, still rough sometimes. Yeah, it's, isn't it? <laughs> Trust me, I like I am just old enough to understand the value of a pitching duel, but <laughs> I can wholeheartedly get why somebody be like, "Why have you been watching a game that's one to nothing for seven hours?" And I'm like, "If you, you understood what it took to get here, how like all the little subtle nuances are lost and hard mm. to explain." <clears throat> That's, I think that's the same kind of issue I have with golf. That is, golf is my, I've had this discussion <laughs> about magic so many times yeah. as to why magic was not, it should be bigger as a game having existed for 20 years. And my argument always comes down to without knowing what's going on, it's worse than watching golf. It's, oh man, I, I love golf. I've been trying to get people together to play golf for like since I moved down here. I still have all my clubs. I love it. I cannot watch golf. Nope. It is so brutal to watch. Like <laughs> I know exactly what's going on, but it is so Focus. painfully boring like yes. to watch. But I know if I was sitting out, if I was out there playing, I'd be having a good time. But yes. it's, I don't know. That that I don't understand how that sport does so well viewership wise. Well, it's crazy to me. Golf golf has the oldest viewership age. Number one, and golf very often picks its time slots very well. So that they do not compete with anything. Yeah. 
And but golf, like we know we'd lose. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> and golf makes it stars because golf is not a team based mm-hmm. thing. Golf knows how to promote its stars. You can see everybody's face. Yep. You get to see them all day long. You, sometimes you get to talk to them. Yeah. Like they're the interaction with your player, with the player that you that it attached you to the sport is so much more direct. That makes it's, sense. Yeah, it's the reason why football is not as big because every player that you love wearing a helmet. Yeah. You don't get to see their face. So this is his number. I know he's there. That's <laughs> I've seen LeBron James since he was 17. Yeah. 17. Oh man. I didn't I don't know that guy. Yeah. Like I don't know him, but I've seen that guy on TV, his face yeah. since he was 17. There are actors that haven't been going that long. That's true. Wow. But, of course, the star power there is heavy. Like, you have to learn to manipulate that. And it's why, whenever he decides to speak on something, it has so much weight. The guy's been in our living room for 20 years. Hmm. Like, you trust his opinion, even if you don't understand why you trust his opinion. I don't think esports can have that. I don't think that's possible. There are, it would require them to stick with something, which they don't like to do. Well, the the problem, well, Games come out too fast, and then yeah. But if one, there, how many games have been invented since baseball? Baseball's still here. Well, that's the well. So the problem is with esports is like baseball is the game in the realm of esports. Esports is the game. The 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 the. You need a league. Well, it's not or an organization that does not own the game. It would have to be an organization that will require athletes to practice multiple games. That's how that would work. Because the way it's set up now is you play this game. That's it. You grind this game. You get really good at this game. And then two years down the line, when that company that makes that game makes the sequel, guess what? Now you have to switch over to this thing. Like, so like- You're right. Like they would have to, like somebody who's a big star would need to be good at Overwatch, CSGO, Valorant, legal. Like they would need to be good at all of these games in order to like. And this have is why I usually ability. tend toward fighting games because I can track That's true. the yeah. fighting games that have yeah. been around for so long. Like I remember my first Street Fighter. I remember Street Fighter to this day. Yeah. And the game may look somewhat different, yeah. but the characters are recognizable. And the concept of the game has not changed. The rules are still beat the other guy till he doesn't get up. And when to win X amount of rounds out of X, like it's the format doesn't really change there. And like you said, the game can evolve. Yeah, the, the format can evolve. The platform can evolve. But something has to kind of stick. They, they, they have to have uh, something that you said it just now stick. But like, I, I forget the word I'm looking for, but like they need something that is constant. They need a yeah. constant. And well, they don't have that. right. I now. would almost split your split your esports down. Like, I think you had a night with the idea of playing all of them. What if there were a if your esport Olympics or whatever were split by genre? So there were like day one was all the fighting games or all the two V twos. Yeah. So or one of you one. So it'd be literally, hey, your your first heat is Mortal Kombat or Injustice, and then your second heat is Street Fighter, and then your third heat is Persona. Whatever version is the current version. I I think that would be a lot more interesting to watch, and I also think that that would allow more people to enter that sport. Yeah. Because I think the way it's set up is now, 
if you want to get into esports in say FPSs, um, you just pick a popular FPS and you pick your style, like whether right. it's going to be Call of Duty, Halo, Counter Strike, Valorant. Yeah, it's uh, too much specialization. There's, there's so many different like there's types within it, but even then, you don't even get to be like, oh well, I like Valorant and I like CS:GO, so I'll practice. But no. You pick one. You play Valorant. You don't get to choose, even though those games are similar. Interesting. You have to play Valorant. You don't. You don't get to play them both. You. You're not focusing because there are intricacies within those games that make them different vastly. But the oh, core of the game is similar. But the way that esports is set up right now, you don't. You. You won't see. You'll see like ex CS:GO players hop over to Valorant, but you'll never see somebody who's playing in a tournament for Valorant. While also simultaneously training and playing in another tournament for CSGO. That doesn't happen. Which sucks. Um, Interesting. I, but I like your idea. And actually, now that you say that, I don't understand why fighting games aren't more prevalent in terms of like big esports because they're all in Because they're all owned by companies who are in business for themselves. Like the like, fighting game itself? Yeah, well, like... Particularly, like, let's take Street Fighter is Capcom mm. and Mortal Kombat is, what, Midway or whatever it is now. I don't know who owns them now. Oh, I forget. NetherRealm. NetherRealm. Yeah. The problem is that they're separate. So they they would have to collectively either go under an umbrella of a bigger corporation or agree to do these events. And I think getting everybody together to do all of those I companies together true. to do that hasn't really put it, been put in place that yet. That sucks because I think that's the... That is the genre that would work. Yeah, that is hundred percent. It would be, and I understand things like CEO exists and whatnot. Like we have them around here. Like I've been to it. But it it's, needs to. It needs to have a step one. It needs. It, I feel like CEO is the step one. I want to see. I guess that's harder to do. I want to see like that same stadium level. Yeah. Like play that they have for all these like shooters and like mobas and stuff. I want to see that for fighting games. Yeah. I don't see you. You see like a conference room with like a setup with a stage, but that's it. I want to see a big uh, that's, thing. That's been my thing. Like I've been, I personally enjoy watching Sonic Fox play mm. because I yeah. think it's, yeah. I think he's hilarious. He's hilarious and he's good. Like and and he's, he's good. always entertaining to watch him play. And there's never a lot of salt from him. The yeah. downside is good. Like legitimately, uh, he's for the most part PG. Like yeah. you don't have issues with him interacting poorly with yeah. other people. So whatever game he's playing is somewhat irrelevant to me. Like, I know it's either going to be some version of Injustice, mm. but like I don't expect him to be much in the Street Fighter lane. But holy smoke, if he sat down, if like if I'm sitting down again to watch Sonic Fox play Justin Wong, yeah, in yeah. Street Fighter Five or Six, I'm like, yeah. what's happening? Yeah, how did this happen? Like, why has this happening? not been promoted like everywhere? Yeah, like, or just like, hey, the, we're doing a three day like fighting game decathlon. So your, your first day is tournament for one game. Second day is tournament for the third game. Third day is tournament for the last game. And top competitors go to another big event. Mm. And then your next big event, either you're all going to play a new game. So the competitive balance is, per, is relatively even. Or you're going to have, like, wherever you won your seating, you pick the game for round one and then I pick the game for round two and then you have to be better than me overall. I, I would much prefer that setup because I don't like the whole like hey just be a specialist in this one thing. Uh, no, it's we'll boring. watch it over. It's, it gets boring so fast. It's and boring. I, and it, it, 
I guess there is a complexity when it gets to team stuff. Like it's very, I think it's a lot easier to do with fighting. And that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I don't understand why that hasn't happened yet. It works perfectly with that. Um, but like in a team-based game, now you have four to six people that need to be on board with that. Um, but I think that that would say more to the degree of like those individual skills, and it like, would it would validate the entirety of esports, right? Because you would have to be much more talented across yeah. them all. Ah oh, man, I I mean, so mm, I think I think it would I think it would do the opposite. Well, no, I think it would still validate esports, but I think those people would be less skilled in each of those games because they would have spent more time learning each of those games instead of hyper focused on the one yeah but you're greater overall because you, of that you you are you are overall a better player but you like so for instance you will never like say for instance one of the the tournaments was like a battle royale you're like mm-hmm. all right we got PUBG. actually that game's pretty bad right now so i don't know if they'd ever do that uh yeah like apex apex um are there any other good battle royales right now? Uh, <laughs> i don't know oh uh, uh, i guess there's the call of duty one uh, blackout Sure. Or what Warzone is what it's called. Yeah. Right. So you have you have Apex and War. Let's just leave it at those two. Uh, somebody who's learning, who somebody who's practicing to play in a tournament that involves both of those games will probably not beat someone who's hyper focused on one of them. Probably, I would I would like to believe that that would be the case. Yeah, but what's the lifespan of that game? Exactly. <clears throat> that that's the reason why. I think it makes more sense to have them be flexible. So yes, your overall like skill on this one game will be less, but you will have a much longer career. Yeah. Because you'll be able to be like, okay, cool, we're adding this to the rotation. You're like, yeah, right, cool, I mean, there's there's the not rotation. a lot of value in being the best elevator operator exactly. in 2020. Like <laughs> yeah. that's kind of yeah. the thing. So like it, it doesn't exactly. matter much exactly. that you are the absolute best at this game that we stopped playing in 2017. Yeah. Like that's kind of the thing that I think esports kind of has to get to as a whole. You should really be much more about the genre and less about the single game. And that's how you develop like Olympic athletes. Yeah. You're really like, if you, if you train to be in the, like Michael Phelps doesn't just train to swim one race. Yeah. He trained to swim the relay he trained to swim the butterfly he trained to, to swim them all yeah so it didn't matter if he wasn't the best butterfly yeah he I'm was sorry. the best swimmer yeah. by virtue of training across yeah. them all i feel like having five silver medals is better than having one gold in, in my opinion like and if you consistently rank in second place and yeah. this guy who got gold got gold once maybe twice like I feel like that's and what and and again I don't know how much this this translates in in esports. It's not a lane that I've developed so. I don't much know how in, we got but, to this topic, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really interesting just, point. Yeah. But like, there's been an interesting trend in football where the quarterbacks have gotten smaller. You oh. can tell, like there there are the prototype quarterback used to be in in the early 2000s and the late 90s. You wanted a guy who was between six three and six. Four mm. for the most part, like six or six two and six four. You wanted him tall so you could see above the offensive lineman, mm-hmm. and you wanted him to have a very very big arm so he could throw over the top and throw as far down the field as you needed him to be. Right around the time, the most obvious one that I can show you is Drew Brees. Okay, the best version that I can show you is Russell Wilson. There's a there's a marked change in looking for a. Lar- a tall quarterback because they are very very easy to hit mm. and the linebackers got much smaller 
So linebackers were focused on speed where, so the play callers could call something to get you to the quarterback faster because he's a giant statue. So you started needing your quarterback to be mobile. And since the linebackers were so much faster, you needed them, you needed your quarterback to be able to make a shorter pass. Ergo, you get a lot of shorter quarterbacks who are more accurate. Interesting. I've never thought about that. Now, here's the greater evolution of it. Russell Wilson played baseball. Baseball naturally lends toward a faster release Mm. and a lot more sidearm in your throw. Not as much over the top. Makes him perfect. In addition, he learned to slide because he played baseball. Sliding in football for a quarterback means you're giving yourself up, means the defense is not allowed to hit you. It is literally insurance for your job. That's smart. So, Russell Wilson, a baseball player, (laughs) becomes the new (laughs) prototype running back. Huh. Ergo, if you watch my fiance's favorite team, Arizona Cardinals, they drafted a kid by the name of Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was drafted to play baseball and football. (laughs) He chose football. Huh. Because his skills properly translate. He's even shorter. So there's this natural evolution to Hmm. that that happens in sport where you the game constantly evolves. I think esports is looking to do that. I genuinely thought, I thought with the rise of with the way that Ninja was so crossed into mainstream so heavily, I thought that people would follow that format much more. The problem is, again, his game did not stay with him well enough. The game did not stay popular enough. Like, I think he was a bad pick, in my personal opinion. I think he... His audience was not the audience you want. Well, hmm. His audience is a good. You, you want younger, like a younger audience, to aspire to be like in esports. You need to because you need you need people. I think that his want audience it. worked for his game. Yes. I don't think it works for the rest of esports. It, if he had, if it was not just him, and it was him plus people, yes. like another group, of, like other people, yes. it would have worked perfectly. He needed a but rival. It was, it was just him, and then he he made, in my opinion, great business decision, poor industry decision of moving to Mixer and doing that exclusivity thing. That was so unfortunate. I'm sure he, yeah. like, overall, he made an absurd amount of money out of that. But yes. I think but it was just was... bad. It was just, like, it It meant that the next, with him and Shroud leaving Twitch like that, the next most popular streamer was XQC and Dr. Disrespect. That was that was it. And that's not enough. That is not, it's not enough. There, it was literally like having, you had the, the good guys yep. leave. And, and then you had the the quote unquote bad guys stay the antagonists. And yes, like yeah. it was just all antagonists. Now, granted, what's what the cool thing happened with XQC is he started morphing into a good guy because there weren't any. Like you know, there literally weren't any left. You're not a pro wrestling fan, are you? No. This is this okay. the heel turns. No. Well, uh, here's the thing: yeah. as much as people goof on pro wrestling, rightly deserved. Yeah. Pro wrestling is an exercise in in learning how to write because. Mm. Every, since everything is to some degree scripted in practice, the real shine is how those performers 
put out those scripts because you know the writers aren't very good. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know the writers aren't yeah, going to not. give you, like, none. nobody's back there writing Shakespeare. Mm. Those, those guys are not paid to do this. <laughs> so, you, as a physical actor, have to find a way to sell whatever you're given. And what's incredible is very often, you don't know what's going to work. So, mm. you never know what's going to pop that sticks for you. And you can tell this by a lot of your, a lot of the biggest, most popular wrestlers that people know aren't what they started as. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Because yeah. that's not what worked. The, with the exception of The Undertaker. Nobody gets why The Undertaker worked. <laughs> Nobody understands that. Don't question it. Oh, man. Man had one gimmick for 30 years. I mean, but even, even his gimmick changed it over to, like yes, it more like yeah like he his gimmick went through the most subtle changes with yeah. the exception of that weird american bad that was the weirdest was thing it's like he can't. <laughs> i remember that <laughs> it's funny like i remember like old wrestling like yes. that stuff I, I followed a lot i just don't follow it currently yeah the but the concept is again i i always recommend people watch wrestling so you can recognize bad advertising and bad writing <laughs> because anything they will teach you bad advertising right in the front the announcers have the biggest role to play because everything they tell you tells you what you're supposed to see. Not mm. what you see, what you're supposed to be seeing. Well, the guys in the ring's job is to make sure that they make it look like what they know those guys are going to mm. say. And it's a really, really tricky dance to play. I think that that dynamic is very lost we're lost in the rest of sports mm. that people don't realize that every sport benefits from it. And it's why wrestling has lasted this long. That's true. Knowing the bad guy, knowing who to root for, knowing who you want to see get punched in the face and knowing when to pull that trigger as a writer to make it feel most satisfying is a thing that wrestling has down that nobody will give it credit for. I, I I probably should watch more current stuff. You really should. You're like, not no. missing anything. <laughs> no. Like, legitimately, there are. Tell you what, I if if something special happens, I'll send it to you. All right, fair enough. I don't I, think anybody should watch wrestling every single week mm. because it is not to that standard every single week. I've also seen like the clips of what it looks like now it is very different yes it is it, it evolved wild it, but it, it evolved like, they have money yeah. they have time so yeah. they've, they've had to and even more so now during things but there there was a particular interesting development where partly due to not being able to put people in the stands partly right. due to just sheer age the undertaker's last match is not really a traditional wrestling match it's a, it's a movie scene like okay <laughs> they the whole is literally it's shot at like a place the person he's fighting like drives up with his crew there's a bunch it's literally they shoot a, a b movie of a scene huh. i would have never believed that that could happen in wrestling and the moment i saw it i was like oh this is clearly the natural evolution of what we were already doing i don't Ooh. i never would have expected it but the to get back to the point i was trying to make is there's a point they're in sports where someone chooses to play either the good side or the bad side. And you have to value the person that is your competition. Yeah. Like it's a thing that Larry Bird and Magic Johnson very much talk about. Any old Larry Bird magic documentary, I think you should watch. Okay. Because they have this unique amount of respect for each other where 
even when they're not around each other, they're always thinking about the other one. Hmm. Like Magic would very often talk about how, man, I think I bet Larry's shooting like 100 free throws today. Yeah. I have to shoot 150. That's just how he yeah. thought. Yeah. And this was before they ever met. And they realized they actually liked each other as people. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, this guy's nice. That's pretty cool. And there's like, this is the thing that wrestling also taught me is if you belittle your opponent, if you won, you beat trash. Yeah. And if you lo- if you lose, you lost to trash. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no yeah. upside. There's no there. upside here. So you have to learn to build your opponent. This is the thing you can watch with the, la- with the last, I think, five years of Mayweather fights, mm. when he had become so dominant that every press conference was, well, there's no way this guy beats you, right? So he has to turn his promotion to man maybe no, this, this guy will give me a battle like yeah. like man he's like you know he, he would have to talk up his opponent hmm. like i haven't i haven't noticed that in the ufc now i think about it it's, it's the, usually the, the opposite. ufc has a very big star problem it's yeah. why dana white's been trying to get out of that business for years <laughs> he, he his stars don't build themselves very well and the few stars that he built are either aging out now or they don't stay out of trouble well so yeah, he has this very big problem like he he doesn't have very good guys like his good guys didn't win for a while like cormier was genuinely a pretty good guy yeah cormier could not beat john jones no john jones is a, is not always no, a, a good, good guy, guy. <laughs> but he is one of the best mma fighters i've ever seen i i think uh i don't know have you paid any attention to israel Adesanya? yes yes i want that fight so bad dude i want to see that so bad it's, oh, the full <laughs> John Jones versus that guy. Oh my God! The I think, yeah. yeah, I think that that is a a a very good balance of like a genuine good guy, like a good guy character, and I think that size too green. No, my only problem is yeah. he, he might be a little green. Yeah, but you're absolutely right when it comes to style. Like, like play, play if, like a. If Jones has lost a step, yeah, it's a close fight. Like if Jones is not at his best, it's. Ooh, I, I would pay to see, see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd I'd pay, pay to see, see that. that. <laughs> what, y'all, like, what y'all want? 80? 100? Yeah. Like, 100%. Blood, but like, it, it was the, it's the difference between, it's the thing with McGregor as well. Like, mm. McGregor fights are, he's hard to balance because very often he ends up either overmatched or undermatched in the ring, which I don't think a lot of people are cognizant of because mm. he is such a showboat, he's such a big character that even when he's overmatched, he talks him enough to make it seem like it was a good fight. Yeah. Man, he, he, he broke a guy's nose with his shoulder. Yeah. Like, like, I forgot about it. Like, legitimately, <laughs> if you had, to, if that were a boring fighter, you would have, you would have walked out of that fight going, well, this was completely was, a complete just, mismatch. You just held him for three rounds. It was a complete mismatch. Yeah. Like, this guy didn't stand a chance. You beat this guy without throwing a punch. Yeah. I, 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 don't I, I like watching McGregor fights, but I think that he has evolved himself to a type of person that I no longer want to see. You want to see him get beat? I don't want to see him even fight. Really? I don't. I don't want him to like. I I want him to be retired. Oh, I, I'm. I don't. So. Oh, I love. See, I would. Lo- I would pay. I'm, I can't wait for Khabib too. I would love I for Khabib to fight him again. I don't want to see him fight that guy again. I I love watching Khabib now. I would love to just watch more Khabib fights. Maybe with some people that are like have a little bit better ground game, um, but I I'm kind of over the McGregor 
thing. Like mm. it, that's why I like to see him lose. Like legitimately, again, he's a heel to mm. me, and this is why I brought up the wrestling analogy right. because he fits very much into that mold. There is something to playing a good heel that somebody really wants to see you go down. And the problem was Khabib did not play very good face. Mm. I think now Khabib is a little bit more seasoned. And I think he knows the position both everyone has Connor in and everyone would see him in now. Maybe I've watched a lot of like his recent like interviews and stuff. And he seems to me like the very he's like the epitome of of a of a MMA fighter. He does not really care much about the theatrics. He does not give a shit about that. All he cares about is winning. He wants to win and he wants to do it in as in the most dominating fashion he possibly can. Oh, that's fair. Um and while that's great for him it's in terms of the business, it's really bad for the business. This is Mayweather. Yeah, like it, yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's just like ah, you're you're such a good fighter, but you you lack the charisma. Sometimes, sometimes he does it. Like there's there's clips of him like talking to like some little kids and like taking pictures and like he does some. And this is why yeah. I think Connor is the the opponent. For yeah, him. Connor brings that. Like you don't need Khabib to be an outspoken good guy. If you everybody wants the bad guy to shut up enough, yeah, and Connor will be like this is this is the thing that people give Ali a lot of credit for. Mm. If you think about it, and the time that Ali was a fighter, there weren't that many great fighters he was facing. Yeah, there, like, it didn't matter though because everybody wanted to see him, right? His show. That's Connor. Now he doesn't have to be the best the best fighter in the ring. He is very good. Yeah. But he doesn't have to be the best if you want to see him lose. That's true. Like, especially with the racial, the racial component in Ali's era, you got to imagine yeah. a certain amount of people wanted to see him just be shut up. I mean, I think that's, that's the, that was something that the Connor and Khabib thing played into, especially when Connor started exactly. bringing in, like, religion and stuff. Like, people were like, all right. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's want, see. Like, all right. Well, yeah. now somebody, like, yeah. I, I really want to see one of these guys be yeah. shut up. Yeah. It's why, I, it's why I think it's such poetic justice that Connor got choked out. Like, yeah. legitimately, everybody wants you to shut up. Yeah. And Khabib is like, shh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, <It's> okay. <laughs> I love it. The, the, I, the, man, he does... You know what? Maybe Khabib does have the charisma, but it's in a different place because he does. He doesn't bring it for everybody because everybody doesn't bring it out of him. Well, so I was watching an old fight of his and with the fight in Connor. He does something that not a lot of fighters do, which is talk to their opponents while he's fighting them, mm-hmm. which insane mind game. I think about that a lot. Silva used to do that. Yeah. 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 Like, it's Silver just like, it was, it was terrifying. Yeah. I was like, fam, why are you talking? <laughs> I'm trying not to get hit. Like, there's a, there's a fight of Khabib and God, I, 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 I forget the guy's name. It, he's like a, he was a pretty prominent, uh, fighter. He's a black guy. I forget his name. Um, but he has this guy up against the cage on the ground, kind of on his side. And he's just pummeling him. And, he sits there and he's like, you must give up. <laughs> yeah. I, I deserve to fight for this belt. You you must give up. <laughs> and he's just beating this guy. I'm like, that is terrifying. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, I mean, that was the, the you, have you have you ever heard about the Ali Frazier fight? No. Where uh, like uh, in the middle of the fight, Ali is saying, Allah told me 
to beat you to beat you tonight. And Frazier said, like, he can step up and get his ass kicked too. <laughs> like, it just in the middle of this oh, murderous man. boxing match. I love that. I love that. Conversation. That- <laughs> and he's like, and literally, that's all awesome. he is like. I am God sent to beat you. And Joe Frazier's like, not my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, legit, in this That's fight. awesome. Like, Frazier grew to hate him before that fight. He even, like, again, the, I, I, I implore you, look back on it. Because you, especially now that you appreciate MMA. Oh, yeah. You'll appreciate the boxing. That roots. sounds awesome. Frazier right. said before that fight, he prayed God help me to beat this man because he's not righteous. Oh, he (laughs) literally hated Ali before that fight. So they brought so much more to it. And Ali brought the showmanship. By the time they got to the ring, Ali was just excited about how much he was getting paid. He didn't, he had no real ill will for Joe Frazier, but Joe Frazier hated him because of how much he talked. That they have that same spark. Hmm. And I think that. Uh, Dana White has been looking for someone to have that spark because and, he does and not, not be have... a, an insane person. Yeah, outside <laughs> like that's that's been the problem. It's he like needs every... a heel to stay in the ring. Yeah, instead of being a heel that's everywhere and is a heel. But that's again a very old school thing because old wrestlers used to never drop kayfabe. If you were a heel, you were a heel everywhere you went. But it's you didn't do makes... anything illegal. Only well, sometimes you did. Sometimes okay. those stories didn't get brought out. That's <laughs> like legitimately. If you ever look up Fabulous Mula, there's an old, old female wrestler. This was the most gangster female I've ever heard. Hmm. She would very that makes often. Familiar. Yeah, they they almost named the first Women's Royal Rumble after her, and then they had to change it because Snickers told them no because the real stories about who the Fabulous Mula was came out. She would sleep with men and uh-huh. rob them. Ah. And beat them up Strong. because no one would ever admit that this woman robbed them. And oh beat them my up. god! And then later on, she very often um she got into some things where she pimped out some other female wrestlers to some other promoters and such, which was really really bad. Wow! So Snickers was like, "Yeah, no, not we're not naming an event with our sponsorship after her. That's not going to happen." Damn. But that's the thing. Wrestlers were very good at keeping this all under the covers when they were back in the day. And this was pre-internet, so Mm. news just didn't travel that fast. Now, it's hard to never drop kayfabe, which is why Conor McGregor ends up in so many real-life situations. Because he wants to play this bad guy all the time. I just, I don't have a problem with you playing the bad guy. Don't punch old people in the face. Don't don't throw things at don't don't break buses. Like I, I just like you can be the bad guy. I just need you to not do illegal shit that will cause you not to be able to fight. That's you're right. That's one hundred percent. And not make the sport look like And that's the line. Yeah, I'm like, don't do that. He hasn't figured out how to ride that line yet. Yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah, that's been kind of the interesting thing there. And I think that's the thing that esports hasn't really built properly that I really want to see. I wanna see the good guy that I want to see win and the bad guy that I really want to see lose. Like there have been a few people ar- that I've been like, Oh man, I can't wait for Like, I think, I think it was smug when they did, uh, when TNT was doing the, the uh, E3 tournaments. Yeah. Or not. I think, I don't yeah, know. It was E3, is- whatever it was, but they were doing tournaments and they were, they, it was like a weekly thing where you would show who was playing these games. And I know smug was there. I know, 
there were a couple other people that I recognized from just randomly watching Twitch. Yeah. So I watched Street Fighter because it's a game I enjoy watching people play. And I can't watch a lot of it because it gets too repetitive. Yeah. But watching one or two matches is really, really fun because you get to watch how this person masters this character as long as it's not Balrog. <laughs> I can't do Balrog. <laughs> I, just, I just can't do slow looping punches, man. They're oh, so man. boring. Um, I think... I think people are trying to remember who I am. Yeah, they're like, did you play Yu-Gi-Oh! at all? I did. I did yeah. play Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, I played Yu-Gi-Oh! on two separate occasions. Mm. Um, <laughs> I played Dragoonities. Or I played Dragoonity when it was big in the early 2000s, I believe. I think so. Um, it's been a while since that. I learned Gravekeepers, <clears throat> but I never owned that deck. Um, and then I played Psychics when Grand Soil came out. Oh, yeah. That was a card. I forgot about those guys. I loved Psychics. Oh, man. I loved the telly. I love I loved Emergency Teleport. I loved Grand Soil Elemental Lord. Um, I also played Dino Rabbit for a while because Dino Rabbit was that's, hilarious. It was a really good deck. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I, I like Yu-Gi-Oh! when it forced people to play in unexpectedly fair ways. That was one of my favorite ways. I didn't. Ever. I didn't mind someone having a very unfair board. I just didn't like. When, there was, I'm trying to know where that point happened. Because it, it, there's a clear point before it and <laughs> after it where like people, like it was. It was a time where net decking wasn't as big of a thing. And then at some point, it just made a hard turn to like, this is the only way to play this game. I and mean, I was just like, I hate this. It's going to sound real, real hatey. Mm. I know it. It's Trishula. Probably. Trish was real, real bad. Probably. Like, I remember that being the time where I specifically stopped enjoying even watching the game. Yeah. Like. Because it was just, it, it got to be really, really gross. Trishula. Would, uh, at that time, was just gross. You would see people play cards you've never seen before, and you were just like, "What is this?" And then they would do something cool, and you'd be like, "Oh, wow! Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Like, yeah. I might have something in my side deck to deal with this, but I've never like I've not seen this before." And then now, everyone is the exact same things, and I was just like, "Why? Why?" And and it's it's not it's not just that this is the exact same things. I get that like the the best is gonna kind of rise to the top. I understand that. What what I, what really discourages me now is people don't even like when you try to go off the beaten path. They won't like if if you if everyone's like playing these forty cards and you go hmm, but I could do this and it would. Like it would still be really, really good, right? Um, but I'd be playing a couple of different things. People go, "Well, why are you doing that?" And yeah. I'm just like, you- the, "So Magic <laughs> is running that. into the same problem yeah. very recently." Mm. Oh, excuse me. Um, Magic's running into this really weird homogeneity problem that used to not be an issue back in the day, and this is true of old Yu-Gi-Oh as mm. well. You used to not be able to play all the best cards in the same deck. That's true. So yeah. you would be forced to try and pick a strategy that you you could play the thing that did this thing really well, or you could play the thing that did this thing really well, but not both. So if I wanted to play, say I wanted to play a ramp deck. I remember the time where I could, I remember magic being particularly goofy mm. was uh, Jund was everywhere. Yeah. And Jund was really, really problematic because in the first few iterations of Jund were legitimately like $30 decks. <laughs> like, like everyone the, shows up to FNM like, 
There's a 20 year old that top aided like a pro event. Oh my god! Because like the power of there's a game I remember deck building was the most frustrating thing. Do you know the card Blightning? Yeah, yeah, I played during that. Yeah, so there was a there was a a straight up event. It had to be at least two F and M's where I played Jund in round one, and it was turn one something, turn two something, turn three Blightning, turn four Bloodbraid Elf into Blightning, and the game is over. <laughs> The game is just done. Uh, like, it doesn't actually matter what else happens from here. Take. There's a 3-2 with haste on the board, and you're down four cards, and you've taken six. So whatever else you're going to do from here, you're at this deficit. Yeah. That strategy became so powerful and so ubiquitous that nothing else was really playable. Hmm. And then there were a few things that countered. There was that deck, and then there was the deck that countered that deck. And that was the real beginning of the end. Like, oh crap, we can play the deck, or we can play the deck that beats the deck. Or we can play something that tries to dodge them. More. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could we could not sit down to deck build if our deck could not face two blightnings and and still stay alive. Like if you could not recover from losing four cards and six life, you didn't have a deck for that format. Hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh! went to a very similar place where I think it was a uh, what's the card? It was in it was in plants. It was in plant synchro. Um, glow up bulb. Yeah. Yeah. Glow up bulb and spore or something. Yeah. Something spore. and something blossom. But uh, yeah. At that time, like once it Lone became Lone Fire Blossom. That's Lone Fire Blossom. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. That, I hate this deck. Um, <laughs> it became a thing where you had to play all these cards to counter the best deck. So everybody was playing max C's and then everybody was playing yep. like, and then it became, but, okay, your, your deck had these, these amount of slots for answers to the field. And then these amount of slots for your engine. And then these amount of slots to make sure all your things in your side deck work. And that was how you built every deck. It wasn't about a genuine strategy yeah. anymore. It was just about, trying to figure out trying to answer what your opponent's doing instead of trying to do something i i like cards like maxi though i think cards like that are my favorite way of countering things it's not actually it's not like an actual thing that just says no you don't get to fucking play it says you have a decision to make now you can continue doing what you were planning on doing but it's gonna cost you and it's gonna cost you heavily or you can stop and Hopefully things don't go as bad for you. Like it's a, it's the, the the answers too wide. It's the to t- it's Teferi, uh, the three drop Teferi. Okay. Whereas Teferi doesn't completely stop any one thing. But I feel like he does. He takes away instant speeds. That's yes. the pro- that's a wide like. What did Maxi do? But Maxi didn't stop you from special summoning. It just punished you for doing it. Yes, but if all of the field is trying to special. And everybody, everybody wants to then punish. Sure. But there were games that you could win if you did, quote unquote, take the maxi challenge and continue summoning I mean, monsters. And you, you could, could still win. You could beat Teferi. You can't play your instance, though. Yes. <laughs> like you just said. The, the, he, he, eliminate, yeah. he creates the same problem where if you know Teferi is going to be in the field, everybody has to be able to answer this thing. Sure. Or if, since, since we can't play at instant speed because Teferi is so good. We have to get the most value out of what we're playing at regular speed. So how do we do that? 
Oh, Fires of Invention lets us use our mana twice. It's absurd. Wilderness Reclamation untaps all our stuff at the end of the turn, so if we have activate abilities, we can still mm. use them. <laughs> like, there, it's a natural response to the way things exist. That's like, fair. the metagame develops based on the cards that you put in it. So, yeah, when your team develops... Like, I don't think Maxi was a problem, naturally. I think that every everybody, everything in the format wanting to special summon makes Maxi a problem. So, if everybody's trying to special summon in weird new ways because that's the only mechanic you've pushed for three years, you have to make Maxi because you have to slow everybody down. But that's, that's what I liked was... They didn't. They didn't like in Magic. They did. They they never banned three Teferi, did they? Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, they banned him from standard. Yeah. Um, and actually, they banned him in all formats now. <laughs> he's he's only legal in like vintage. I think he's still legal in modern and vintage. But all the online formats, he's dead. Jesus. Uh, I, I, man, I I like. I don't. I, I like that people adapted to the Teferi. Like I like that part of that where like people said, okay, this card exists, so I need to make sure my deck has a strategy that can deal with the 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 mass effect it's putting on the board whereas the same thing i i felt like was with maxi where it was like that didn't get a chance to happen it was just like hey this card's really strong ban it like no one got a chance to adapt to it no one got to like is it because there are counterplays that you can do to that and some of them involve decking your opponent out which i thought was awesome i was like that is a really awesome way to deal with this card where like now they're also taking the maxi challenge because if I can <laughs> if I can summon enough monsters, like you lose, like yeah. So absolutely, I, I don't know. There just wasn't a, a time. Um. Oh, nice. Hey, hi. Oh, I did. Okay, I did set that up. All right, I did. I didn't realize this. Nice. <laughs> What's up, Mike? Uh, or wait, I said Mike. That is not your name at Merkel. all. Mer- Merkel. Merkel. Drake. Elder. Droga. Elder Drake. Oh, sounds like Elder Dragon, but I don't know who that is. Oh, hello. I didn't realize I I had set up the channel points thing up. Hmm. Um, well, now you can do that. Cool. Instead, of, <laughs> so you can highlight your messages. It only costs hundred, so it should be relatively cheap. Um, but yeah, there's an interesting thing that happens, especially in game design, where if you make, if you get too linear in what you're doing, the ant you end up having to print an answer and then you can't predict how people will pivot around your answer that's true which is i think what happened with teferi like legitimately people won't ever talk about this because they don't like to think about it but before teferi existed there were some of the most disgusting control and counter cards i have seen yep. in magic in a long time have you played veil of summer veil of summer oh, yeah. still makes me cards like absurd it's, it's dumb like it's, it's, i played i played four of them. it was a good time <laughs> i sound like a super hipster because i'm always just like man i miss the days when green was fair because green's my favorite color it's irl one, and it was my favorite magic color before it was the oppressive one yeah it it was the second color i played competitive magic with the first one was red mm. and then it was green and i was like i like this this is fun all of yeah. my best finishes have been with green decks, yeah. to be fair but like it's it's just been one of those weird moments where i hear people constantly talk about how green's just overpowered it really is and they're not wrong <laughs> but like i just feel weird because i was like i never heard this from like we had the struggle like you know, we had, we had, <laughs> I, I played Magic when Cyclonic Rift was in standard. 
I, fam, I opened packs of Jason Mind Sculpt. Like, yeah. like, it sounds super odd. I know, but I'm like, I remember when Jace Belrin was problematic, when you're like, man, they're just going to draw an extra card every turn. Like, I remember the struggle there. Oh, man. I what 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 set did you start playing in? What set was that? <laughs> oh <laughs> man, technically speaking, it would be original Mirrodin. Okay, so two thousand and two. Okay, or early two thousand three. That was around my first pack. I bought was a Kamigawa pack. I love Champions of Kamigawa. And then I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. I just had cards. So I had cards then, and then it wasn't until shards. Mm. And that Alara Zendikar kind of block that I started actually playing and competing and and like investing into card games. Um, so I, I hate that about my knowledge with Magic is there's, there's chunks, there's chunks that I I missed out on. Like, but I mean I, I'm kind of learning them now because I still play Commander every now and then, so I like I know them. But so it's it's one of the things I appreciate about the game is because it's lasted this long. Mm. Um. You still get to see somebody else's face the first time they see something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's like, that's the thing that I appreciate to yeah. know in. Just because there are things that like, there are old cards that I'm like, give me real anxiety. Yeah. And other people are like, I don't get it. He's like, I was like, you don't know. Oh, you've never died to this. <laughs> it's like oh, a. <laughs> that's cute. Watch. Just watch. Just look, look like, you guys didn't count it. All right. Yeah. Cool. So, um, like. So again, I remember when Lorwyn dropped. Mm. I played Lorwyn pre-release. And I remember I have like real bad PTSD with Profane Command. <laughs> because people love Cryptic because Cryptic's yeah. stupid. I yeah. get it. Cryptic's stupid. Cryptic's still stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not arguing Cryptic Command is not a busted magic card. I'm just saying if you looked up the number of games that I lost to a Profane Command for one... <laughs> You would be like, that can't be correct. (laughs) And it's legitimately like, hey, that guy can't block minus that guy exactsies. It's that kind of game. Because the people I learned to play magic with learned to play magic as it was created. Yeah. So the way they play magic is so much more precise and so much different. Like until the colossal power creep jump that we got to in 2017. What was that? Kaladesh. Kaladesh? Yeah. yeah. Kaladesh was... Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. And again, I started in Mirrodin. So I'm used to artifacts being the problem. Mm. So I was like, I expl- I'm like, oh, man. They're making a set with you're a doing bunch a, of... Art- you're doing a thing. Okay. I don't... Yeah. You guys like, sure? All right. Like, that's, what yeah. I, that's what my brain's yeah. doing. I was like, I'm looking for Disciple of the Vault. So I'm yeah. like... Yo, whatever thing just says for every artifact you control is going to be wild problematic. I don't yeah. know what else this set does, but I expect it. So when I saw energy, I was like, wait, your opponent can't take it from you. I I literally was saying when that when that mechanic came out, I was just like, hey, guys, what if it was a shared pool? Wouldn't that make it balanced? Just make it so the, there are like, vampires. Make the vampires eat energy. If you have energy, they eat energy. If you don't, they eat life. They're in the set. I was so angry. I, I, I was just like, <laughs> was this is the confused. dumbest thing. I remember that was around the time that I started playing competitively again with another red deck. And I was just like, yes, I'm winning, but this is not fun. This is not fun at all. Like this, oh, <laughs> like, I can't tell you how many times I watched Aetherworks Marvel. And I was just like, fam, it's just spin the wheel, win the game. <laughs> 
Like, I'm from Extended, God. where I used to... I My game plan is, how can I chain together these six spells to kill yeah. you? And they're just like, turn three, turn one, one spell, energy. Turn two, one spell, more energy. Turn Like, every turn, and then turn four, they're like, I guess I'll try and win the game yeah. now. You're like, wait, you haven't done anything. It's like, yeah, but this card says I win. I was like, I you, hate this. You can't counter it. What so is this garbage. And it, it like I remember the the dynamic shift there where I was like, this is a problem. Mm. And it people love people love thinking that the four drop problem started here. Mm. Four drop problem started with Jace the Mindstone. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, yeah. your four drop problem started in World Wake. Mm. <laughs> yep. and you've just you've slowly come to grips with how it's creeped across the rest of the game yeah that's it's unfortunate like i in in the job that i do it is it is i find myself flip-flopping a lot of like which card game i think is the best or that i like or i want to play the most uh and i feel like it's almost always dependent on like the most recent set oh for yeah each of them it's just like are right, you guys fixing your issues? No. All right, cool. I'm gonna keep playing this. Like uh, it's like, oh, <laughs> yes. uh, did you get you guys? Oh, you guys created a problem. You guys gonna fix it? Nope. I guess I'll go back to this. It's just like it's literally that. It's like, uh, I'm I'm right now. I'm kind of torn because Magic is doing something that I think is they should have done a long time ago, um, where they have mana on the flip side of cards. Yes. I was like, the- guys. Thanks. This is what you should have been doing a long time ago. Oh, you but figured out the versus system was correct yeah, when anything every, can be a land? Every new card game has done this. Yeah. Every single last one. Sure, they're not as popular as you, but every the biggest problem that game has is mana. Of it's, course. It's its worst, its biggest, most glaring flaw. And I think that is the... And, and what was wild was I was thinking to myself, I was like, they can't fix this. This is a problem. They're just going to always have this problem. And it wasn't until they did this flip land thing. I was like, oh, wait. There it is. That does it. That they, actually fixes the problem. Well, <laughs> like, they they could do the Like, the only other game that had a mana system that was as rigid as Magic was L5R. And they would never have done what L5R did where your lands were a separate deck. Yeah. They, yeah, they wouldn't do that. Yeah. Was, Force of Will had a, had a very similar thing. But it was that game had a, a lot of other issues. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it was the weird thing that... Mana was the weird thing that made you unique and also made you deeply problematic. Yeah. Because, like, I can't tell you how many legit finals to their big <laughs> events are just a guy drawing lands row in a row in a row or not having Handshake. his fourth land to so play bad. any of his spells. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. They did it. They fixed it. Yeah. Why did this take this long? Like, I don't know. They're, I've heard read, heard read, like, videos and articles and stuff of people like oh well we want this level of the variance in the game and this would be it makes it so that each game is different and all i'm like that's cool but you're robbing the skill out of the game every time that happens you're yes. right you are adding new variables to the game that's cool and all but at a competitive level this sucks yes this is not fun like you're, i can't i can't implement my strategy that i spent this time buying and building yes because your game just sometimes tells me i don't get to and variance <laughs> like, is the thing you want right up until the point you're talking about something at its apex correct you yeah. don't want variance when you're watching the best two things compete 
I that's why I, I like this idea. It's a good strategy where you still have the variants, but you still have you also have an option to play. Now the the, the issue is I don't think they're going to make that many more of those, and that's the problem. They should make more of those, but I don't think they will. It, so we'll I, see. I think it will be wholly dependent on how broken or not broken these are. I don't think I don't think they can be broken. Like I, I've oh, looked, they can. How? Um, Maybe I missed it. Um. Oh, so you haven't seen the Oops All spell stack? I don't think so. No. So there's a it, and it's a in Gate Crash they decided to change the wording on one of their oldest mechanics. Mm. So you know before they keyworded mill mm-hmm. used to you used to whenever you had a way to mill people you used yeah. to mill a specific amount. Right. There are about I think four or five cards in Gate Crash that specifically say mill till you hit a land or mill till you hit X lands. Okay. <laughs> Guess what your modal dual face cards aren't on aren't on the face. <sighs> They're not lands on their face. Yeah. <laughs> so there are a few decks that are floating around uh some of the middle formats. Mm. I know they're they're people have been testing it in modern. Uh I don't think it's been very good in modern yet, but I know it was in whatever I think it's historic or pioneer. Whichever one of them is oldest, I think mm. it's historic. They have been testing this build where essentially you play you don't play any real lands in the deck you play all the the, the, the flip, flip ones. ones yeah and those are your lands you play for the turn and then when you play this guy it mills your entire deck and so you play this guy pay one and sat i think he's like pay one and sack a creature mm-hmm. and then you mill until you hit a land you mill, target player mills till they hit a land so they mill their entire deck they put either four creatures into the yard or they creeping chill you for nine out of the gate or both. Hmm. And then they find a way to get those creatures back to the board and, and then attack you. Uh, I don't think the deck has staying power. Hmm. I don't think the deck is busted by any means. But it, something like that could exist. The closer build is Belcher. Goblin Char Belcher, which is a Mirrodin card. Because, <laughs> again, artifact set. <laughs> Problem. <Pro- magic. laughs> Goblin Char Belcher is one of my favorite artifacts. It's an old magic card. It's a four mana artifact, and it has one activated ability. Mm. It's pay three, activate it, and reveal cards from the top of your deck to you, reveal a land. You deal damage equal to target equal to the number of cards revealed this way. If you reveal a mountain, that damage is doubled. That's dumb. So it's been one of my favorite deck build, deck building projects. Jesus. Is to try and make a zero land deck. Or to get as close. It, you Before the Moto Dual Faces, it was a, a deck builder's dream to get as low as you could mm. in this deck. How much so, mana is this thing? Four. Cost okay, four to ca- cost four to cast, three to activate. Okay. Uh wow. Yeah. It's a goofy little. It's a goofy little concept. They made a red spell in uh, Throne of Eldraine that makes seven red mana. You could only use to cast red spells or activate abilities of artifacts. The moment you said that, I was like, <laughs> "Oh no!" And I think that spell is like a three drop or something. Yes, like that. Iron Crack Feet. Yeah, that's that's. This bad. deck has also been testing all the modal dual face lands for the that's exact so same bad. reason. God, that's scary. But yeah. it'd be. I'd love, but see, it's a deck building it, project. Yeah, it would it would suck it, it, once. It would no. suck game one. Well, no, and like, then you hate the crap out of it. You well, know how to beat it. I, it would suck to lose to it, but on the same hand, you'd be like, "That's awesome." 
Exactly. Like I love decks like that. I yes. love card games like that where it's like, oh, you you did something unique and it worked. Mm-hmm. More power to you, man. Like that's awesome. Like, and your fail rate is your fail rate is respectable. Sure. Like, yeah. There is a problem to any deck whose downside is zero. Like if your deck works one hundred percent of the time, yeah. Why are we playing? That's yeah. gross. Like that's like, this is not fun. You just you won. It's yeah. over. <laughs> the variance is good, but the downside has to not be you draw lands and that's all that happened this game. That's fair. Which I think is what the the modal dual face cards fix. I maybe they shouldn't make more too much too many more of them. Maybe like one more run and it's, that's it. You can, you have to be very sparing as to where you put them. And you you could attach any first of all, more of them need to be legendary. I don't know why you don't just make the le- the land on the other side legendary, so you don't have this problem of people playing too many. That's true. It's a simple fix that they just don't use There's for some. One reason. set of them is right. Probably the mythics. Yeah, I think the mythics are. But, but like that's, that's the way you protect against yeah. them using too many of those at a time. You just make them legendary because you can't have more than one. Hmm. Um. Or you just attach other stuff to them. Like, hey, if your flip condition is discard a card, that card is way less good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, magic has taught us this over yeah. <laughs> time. You're going, you're only going to break so many things by discarding cards. That's true. But like, or exile, any number yeah, of ways. Some, some but, way of losing advantage by playing the card. And instead yeah. of gaining too much advantage yeah. on every single card, which is the place magic's in now. Yeah. The game I've had the most fun with recently, like you said, I mm. often flip from game to game. Is um is a uh a game called Legends of Runeterra. I remember hearing about this game, um, seeing people play it, and never playing it myself. As far as unique mechanics go, it's probably my favorite. Okay. Um, just because instead of picking individual cards to build your deck, you have to pick regions, and you have these champions in the regions. So your deck can only have six champions total. Okay. Um. So you have and you can play at max three of any one card so you can play three of one champion three of another but your whole deck as a whole can only come from two regions Hmm. so you can combine your champions and your decks from from multiple combinations of regions and the regions have cards that work different ways i I guess it's kind of like colors but exactly but less restrictive because you're not tied to the mana yeah but um the mechanics and all of them are very are much wider because the concept of they have a a concept called vulnerable where you can essentially force your opponent to block mm. like you can hey go this guy this guy's vulnerable so you can pull him and then they have a concept called challenger where your creature can force anyone to block like if your guy has challenger he picks a blocker for him he's like hey i'm attacking that guy this guy but there are ter- there's an attack token so you can't attack every turn Oh, the attack okay. token flips. So, so if someone has token but chooses not to attack, they keep the token. They, they, you can't attack them on that turn. So you have to wait till your next turn where you get the token. So, like, if I start and I have the attack token, my creatures can attack, and there's no summoning sickness. Yeah, but what if what if you don't attack? Do you keep the token? I pass turn, and the the, the token flips at the turn change. Okay. So, so like on next when I go past turn. Token goes to you. Now you can choose to attack for the turn. But when they pass turn, wouldn't the token come back to you? Yeah, it flips from turn to turn. Like turn one, I'll have the token. Turn two, you'll have the token. 
turn three. So the turns are concurrent, like at the same time? Yes, we build, but only one of us can attack. Got you. Okay. Is I was confused. I was like, well, that means that everyone would always get to attack. That's the but, other thing. Yeah. Like, there are things that give you an attack token in the game. So you can be prepping, like, it's cool. I've got the attack. My opponent can't attack. And they're like, like no, nah, I got one. Rally. And you're yeah. like, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe I give it a shot. I, the reason I never hopped onto it was because I, it's kind of the similar thing that kind of took me out of Hearthstone. I didn't know anything or I didn't know enough about League of Legends to play it. I don't know anything about League of yeah, Legends. Yeah, like, I, I, like legitimately, I know nothing about League of Legends. <laughs> I I saw the I saw the look for a card game, mm. and that's naturally just a thing I appreciate. So I wanted to give it a try, and then as I got into it, I appreciated number one all the decks play or not all the decks, but almost all the decks play very differently. Like the champions all have different flavors to them. Mm. Like there's a dude named Yasuo whose whole thing is he stuns people. Yeah, but he's a samurai. Yeah, so like. Hey, if you stun a guy, I'm gonna go and slash that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then all your champions like level up or under a condition where mm. they get stronger. And his first, like on the first phase, he's like, hey, if you stun a guy, I'm gonna I'm gonna shock him. I'm gonna deal two damage to him. But if I if he's leveled up, he's like, hey, if you stun a guy, I'm going to attack him with whatever my <laughs> power is. He's not gonna hit me. I just get to hit I him. get to just kill that guy. <laughs> I remember I saw I saw the game. Now you, you're saying that I, I remember I saw the game played because Riot did something that I'd like to see more companies do where they did like a triathlon. When Valorant yes. came out, they were like, you all play right, all of you play games. all of our games you in a tournament. I was like, games. I was like, this is dope. <laughs> like, yeah. So you're so there. And again, their yeah. team structure is literally a guy who specializes in each yep. game. To carry and teach the other guys yep. to get them up to speed. Which I thought was genius. So yes, was like, it makes the more teams that, more important. It makes those players more important because the player is specialized in his game, but he's also part of a whole. Right. And it, it, it's the best way. I agree. Riot's I, system was the best. I, I might. For that. I, that's going to make me play their games more. Now that I think about it. I enjoy Riot. I, 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 I liked like Valorant and I liked, I liked uh, League of Legends for a little bit. But yeah, Blizzard Blizzard could do that, I guess. The problem is Blizzard is kind of muddy now because they have Activision oh, yeah. stuff in there, and I'm yeah. like, don't don't You're use right. that. I don't, They're too big. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. They're too big. Uh, I but it is the thing I like about Riot. Yeah. Like you kind of have to be a like if you want to be the best at their event, you have to be the best across all their games. I, guess, I think that's valuable. Actually, you know what? They they could they actually have the exact same setup. They have StarCraft. Hearthstone and Overwatch. They have like a very similar setup. I guess it's very, a MOBA is different to like RTS, but close enough. The concept, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the concept, the concept still, still sticks, yeah. but like I've just enjoyed, you get, they, the big thing with, uh, with mobile games like that is always monetization, which they're, that's the thing I appreciate. Like I've spent $20 and I've played the game for eight months now and I have almost every card in the game. Oh wow. Okay. Like, you get an absurd amount of free rewards, so there's easy way to get in. And as long as you play, you earn a bunch of stuff. Um, their draft format is the best. Okay. To me, it's uh, it's called Expeditions. You keep the draft like you would in Magic. Or no. Not? Okay. Um, but you you can there are draft tokens, so you can essentially pay your way into the draft with either real money, which is the worst way to play their game. Don't don't use don't do real that. money. Uh, shards, which you earn from all the stuff in the game. 
and expedition tokens, which you get every week for a reward. Okay. So you can get one free draft essentially every week, even if you don't play, which is nuts because the drafts are themselves two full events. That's absurd. You get two trials to get seven wins. Each trial. So you can get like the first trial, pick your cards, and then after every round, you get a chance to switch things. And then before you go for your sixth win, and it's before you get three losses. So like you can win seven times before you lose two in a row. I might give it a shot. I think I'm going to probably give that a shot I, I, let me know if you do yeah i think the game i think the game is very very good it's unique in that like they introduced mechanic they introduced daylight and nightfall in the last set hmm. which was your cards trigger for daylight if they're the first card you play in the turn and your cards trigger for nightfall if they're not wow. okay S- but like their triggers are insane there's like a one mana two two that just gets plus one until end of turn if it's the first card you play so it's a f- straight up one mana yeah, three three, three. three. On attacks, that's yeah. nuts. Yes. On defense, that's nuts. Yeah. Like, and the two drops the same way. It's a three-two that if it's daybreak is a three-six. So it's just like, hey, I got a huge butt. Just block, block, block. But all the mechanics in the game are something like that. They all do interesting, different, new stuff. Okay. And they they've just recently been adding more stuff to the game. So I got swamped all over again. <laughs> Uh, just learning all the new. They introduced a bunch of dragons in the last things. All, that was the that was the beginning of. It's always it's like God damn it. It's like no 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 no. <laughs> like, oh no! They did that in Hearthstone, and it was just like oh okay, all right. But fine. yeah, there's a there's a chick named Fiora who literally she's like, hey, if you if I survive killing four things, you win the game. Oh okay, that's insane. I like I like alternative like exactly mechanic stuff like that too. So her whole the whole thing with her is you have to constantly make shields and protect her for, from damage while still getting her in the red zone. Yeah. She has challengers, so you can pick what she attacks and what blocks her, hmm. but you still have to find a way to keep her alive. And to your opponent, man, there's a giant red flag of like, what kill, I have to do. <laughs> That sounds fun. I, 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 I'll give that a shot. I, yeah, like, it's on me, mobile too, which yeah. is nice. And like, it's only like on computer and on mobile. So I, if you want to, if you ever want to give the game a look, let me know. I play more than enough of it at this point. Um, I think there's a couple people that I work with that play it too. Uh, I remember uh, Bobby was uh, Bobby Kinney. Was, oh, was, uh, uh, game. Curtis Stevens. It's Legends of Runeterra. Yeah. It's very, very, very fun. Riot Games. Yeah, I, I was, I was thinking about getting back into Hearthstone, but because of how, like how their rotation system works, I would basically be starting over anyway if yeah. I got into that game. So, like, hopping into a new, an actual new card game would probably be a lot of fun. Yeah, Hearthstone. My problem with Hearthstone, and I've played Hearthstone for five years now because I've played Hearthstone since Jack's been born. Mm-hmm. I was uh, one of the things I played in the hospital <laughs> waiting to be dad. Yeah. It's legit. I just I'm had a sweating. phone in Hearthstone. But um, Hearthstone's, Hearthstone had the problem where they don't reward you well enough to play is yeah. my thing. Like if you're not actively – and the latter is just a grind. Yeah. That's the thing with Runeterra. I don't have that problem. Mm. You get a lot of points for your wins. Oh, but it's Demacia. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's a, that's Fiora's from Demacia. Okay. That's very much the concept. 
Okay, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I might stream it sometime soon. Um, oh my god, let, like, you gotta let yeah, me yeah, know. Some, some, Cause the first day of yeah. like playing this game, just making all kinds of misplays. Well, like I'll, again, the other thing that, that's big in the game that you'll appreciate from playing Magic is spell mana. So, like uh, any mana you you have your 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 uh you your mana gauge kind of clicks up to ten mm-hmm. one by one like every Hearthstone. turn. But if you don't spend it all. You can bank up to three of it into spell mana that can only be spent to cast spells. Okay. And as like a result, that. the spells are a little bit more costed yeah. for what they do. Which that makes is sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So like your bounce spell, the bounce spell when I started the game costed four and was the best spell in the game. Like, hey, put that guy back in your hand. Best spell in the game. Yeah. And they <laughs> were like, yeah, six. that costs five. five. Now, <laughs> I, was you gotta, like, I was like, you gotta eh, roll that up a little yeah. bit. But like the counterspell only exists in one region. Okay. So you only have to play counterspell against counterspell if you're playing against Ionia, which is really, really fun. Like, hey, if I'm playing against, uh, what's the region? Noxus. Noxus is much more aggro. Hmm. Like a bunch of really low to the ground guys, a bunch of just direct damage to the face. All right. I know what I'm facing here. This is the shock deck. This is mono red. But if I'm playing against Shadow Isles, well, Shadow Isles is the control deck. Shadow Isles has Damnation. Shadow Isles has Murder a Guy. Mm. And Shadow Isles has my favorite spell in the game, Atrocity. Okay. Which is literally pick up a guy and throw it at your opponent. <laughs> they made Fling. But in this game, Fling is exactly as deadly and overcosted as it should be. It costs six. <laughs> and you're like, oh, hey, kill this guy and your face. <laughs> That's it's- fair. It's one of my the, favorite. I'm assuming you can. You, it's only your guys you can fling. Correct. Okay, I was about to yes. say it's, it's sacrifice a creature insane. you control and deal yeah. it damage equal to its power to your opponents. Hmm. To your all opponent. right, I, that's that's good. I, I do need something other than shooters to play right now, so that's perfect. And with with your knowledge of card games, yeah. should you'll be appreciate easy it. pickup. Yeah, their spell their their spells have three speeds. They're slow, fast, and burst. Okay. Slow spells. Uh, slow spell. Uh, can slow spells can only be cast outside of combat, and okay. they pass priority, so your opponent gets a chance to respond. Uh, fast spells can be cast inside or outside of combat, but your opponent gets a chance to respond. Burst spells, your opponent gets no chance to respond. <laughs> spell speed three. Yeah. Okay. Which again, old school card gamers, yeah. you get. You're that like, makes sense. Oh, this is intuitive. Yeah. I can play this. Sounds fun. I'm upset that I didn't give it a chance when I should have, like, from the beginning. But My friends who play Apex, and who are not Apex, but my friends who play Valorant mm-hmm. were the people who were like, hey, this game's coming. We know you love card games. It's from Riot. Give it a try. And yeah. I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> I'll sign up in the beta, yeah. and then I'll try it. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually good. Oh, man. Um, I had a blast. All right, yeah. That, that's probably the next game I stream. Um, today is what? Monday? Correct. Um, I haven't had a day off until Saturday. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Uh, but I'll probably stream at some point between there. Probably yeah, like Friday no night or something like that. But I, I, I want... So, so the, the, the dangerous thing now is I'm excited about this game. So, But I want my first time I play it to be on stream. But that's going to be hard because all I'm going to think about is wanting to play that game. <laughs> so I'm that that's the hardest thing about like... Finding games that I like, and then also choosing to stream them. Well, do the tutorial. Tell you what, do the tutorial. That's, yeah, that's what. That's, that's and a then good idea. use your because you, I think you get an expedition token for 
like getting through it all. Yeah. Do Use your that. first expedition that makes on stream. That's that's a good idea. Because that way you get to see the cards as they're introduced to you. You pick like three <laughs> cards at a time. So you get to see them, read them, and then watch what your opponent's doing yeah. with less powerful decks overall. That makes sense. I I don't know if you've heard of this game, Genshin Impact. Just, I've heard of it, but I haven't it, played it yet. It, I almost don't want to recommend it. <laughs> it's dude. All right, so I've never played. I've never played a gotcha game on mobile. Not once. Oh, I've okay. never played one. And and everyone's like, "This is a gotcha game, Joe." I was like, "But it, it plays like Breath of the Wild, and I love that game. That game dope." And they're like, "But it's a gotcha. Don't don't fall for it." And I and I I got it, and I was like, I remember playing it first time on stream. I was like, "This is probably one of the best games I've ever played in my entire life." I was like, "This is awesome." Fast forward to now, I think when I finished the stream, I was like Adventure Rank 9. I am now Adventure Rank like 32. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's just been like, a, granted, I haven't given the game a lot of money. Right. It's just, I've the gotcha system is a very, it doesn't limit you from being able to play the game and its story. It does limit you from being able to advance far in its late game and that i don't really like but also if you know about that going in you can just save up the 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 credits to just get the stuff you want yeah um i did not know about that going in so i have thought hard about just re-rolling and doing a brand new account and playing again from the beginning but i mean that's tough i put a lot of time in that game. Yeah, that's been the that was the thing for me like i did not want to waste a bunch of time Excuse me, re-rolling. That's always been my problem with Hearthstone. Mm. If you want to switch decks and you don't own everything in that game, it's rough. Next to being in Paper Magic, it's god awful. It's so I, my brother and I, we were we were flying to go see our parents like a couple years ago, and I remember we saw the itinerary before we left, and it had a five-hour layover, Jeez. and we were just like, "Well, this sucks." But Hearthstone had just come out. So, like, we were just like, all right, I'm going to put $100 into this game <laughs> for five hours. I was like, I'm going to put this in there, and we're going to play. I think altogether I probably spent, like, way more than that in that game. I, I've spent an absurd amount of money on that game. but I've probably spent more than I'm comfortable with at this point. Yeah, yeah. More than I, – I, like, I've gotten a lot out of the game, and it taught me a lot of what I know to look for and not look yep. for in other games now. So yep. there's value in that, like – it's hard to quantify it, but I look at it like this. In the time I played that game, what I spent on that game, I didn't spend on any other games. True. That's so. that's that's the way I look at Smite. Smite might be the, the game I spent the most money on. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, even even though, but but I never once in spending any money in that game felt bad for it. I always felt that what I was spending money on was adequate to what I was like. The value was always there. Right. Um, it was just, I don't know if I felt that way with Hearthstone. I feel like there are certain points where I'm just like, this is not, this is not. No, there's, like, there are definitely, there are definitely bad buys in that game. Yeah, it's and like, it's an awkward problem with Hearthstone. Like I said, once you pick a thing, it's like, okay, I got this thing. I, you get all the way down the rabbit hole in there. Like, there's just and admittedly battlegrounds has made it much better now because there's something to do that doesn't require you to constantly grind the same decks over and over again you get much more variety in their auto battler system yeah but it is a far cry from what their game is yeah so you're like hey this is 
this looks like Hearthstone, but this is not Hearthstone. <laughs> so you know, like, I have not had to count what anything costs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really care about my where my guys are placed yeah. right now. Hmm. Too much, not as much. And I don't really set up plays well, yeah. like, nearly as much in the, in the auto battler. But it's, for people who were looking for something like it, I suppose it brings them to Hearthstone. Yeah. Or it keeps them from leaving Hearthstone. Yeah. I, I don't know. I there I found now that I have a very fine-tuned specific taste in each different type of game that I play. Yep. And it the unfortunate side of that is my friends don't have that. And like I say that and I hear my like I my brother heard me say that he'd be like that's not true. You play every game. I was like I'll try everything. But, yeah, but I will. What imme- you're trying to get out of it? Yeah, I will immediately write a game off. Like yes. if I hit, a, if I hit something, I'm like, this is bad. Or there's sometimes where I don't even play. Like uh, Watch Dogs Legions is coming out very soon. Um, I have no desire to play that game. I the only reason I would play it is because I've been playing Watch Dogs two with some of my friends, like multiplayer. I don't even think I've streamed that yet. I don't think I've streamed playing it because it's just a, like a fun. It's just the night kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's super fun. If they all get legions, I'll get it. But it, all it will take is one of them not getting it. I'm like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> not, I'm not buying this game. Yeah, like I have, I have Pokemon DLC in two days now. So, oh, man, I, I, I think I just lost touch with that game at some point because I got Shield or Sword, one of them. I don't remember which one I got. Got one of them, and I got about, I want to say like five or six badges in and then i just was like i don't want to play this i there was some i I, and i think what it really stems from is the fact that i've played um it's a fan-made game it's called pokemon generations i think i've showed it on the podcast before i can i can find it again if i need to but it's it's what pokemon in my opinion should be and not the way that it is because the way that it is in, in my opinion i was like you guys have pumped out the same formula i don't even know how many years now i don't remember when like fucking red and blue came out but like oh 90 96 yeah i think 96 or 97 it's like that this is too much you guys you can make you can make something better and you're choosing you're choosing not to or at least keep pumping that out but make something better on the side Give me some some different Pokemon game. My thing like, has always been, if you're going to do something that long, build on yourself. Like, there is no reason that there is not more interconnectivity with Pokemon games other than the collection that you've amassed. I'm going to find this for you so you can see what I'm talking about. This is by far one of the coolest... Uh, the hard thing is there's a... They they lost their uh, uh, game gameplay. Uh, oh, this was like a license thing. Yeah. So like this is a dude that just um, Jesus, seven years ago. They didn't even. I don't want to do that yet. This 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 is the premise. Um, hold on. I think I have. Yeah. So. It's a 3D world right? where the Pokemon, the, like, they just exist. But the way the battles work is how I want the new Pokemon. Like, I want a, the next Pokemon game to work this way. Uh, I guess this is 
kind of cool too, but this person sucks. Okay. <laughs> All right. But I get the concept. The, the battles mm-hmm. is what, what I was very excited about. It turned into like a fighter. Well, oh, not like like okay. a 3D. Like there was some action they, in it. They went Naruto like, with this. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. They went Ultimate Ninja Storm. I, I was like, like I was like, I, give me that. I, I was like, this this is what I want from Nintendo. Can this you? is what made the animated series the best. Like, exactly, because like, the, the battles are always the best. They were dynamic, and I was like, you give give me give me that. No, Although this fair. dead Charmander on the ground, <laughs> um, probably not great, but no, that's fair. I I I could appreciate that. I think the raid battles are closer on that path. And admittedly, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The, I forgot about those. And I, I, I imagine you didn't get the DLC for the Isle for the no, Isle. No. Okay. I literally so just played the base game. The the Isle of Armor, the first DLC mm. on the island, your Pokemon can follow you around. Okay. You don't like the Pokemon exist in the wild in the overworld. You see them. That's cool. And you can walk up and interact with them. I guess they had that in the base game too. Kinda. Yes, it's amplified to a, another degree. That's good because there are. There are two dojo like the whole of the Isle of Armor concept is that you get a Pokemon and you have to train it. Like you get this legendary Pokemon and you have to take him all the all around the aisle to develop him. And then once you've developed him and trained him, you pick one of the two towers to challenge. Okay. And then as you fight your way up to that chat up to the top of that tower and you face the the leader at the at the end of that tower. Which one you choose depends on how your legend evolves. Mm. So it evolves into a different thing depending on which power, which tower you. Uh, okay, pick. it was really really neat. That seems cool. Um, and there are also some really really cool things on the island. There's a, uh, there's a the the biggest overall spawn in the game is in that island. There's a there's a waylord. There's oh, one waylord. That's awesome. Out in the water. That's great. Now what's worse is the Sharpedo attack you in the water. What? The Sharpedo. Like, yeah. you know how you how you can get on your Pokemon and, like, yeah. and swim? Oh, they'll just... They, they're full bullets out there. They just... They just... <laughs> they just That's awesome. They spear you. They just torpedo. Yes. That's great. And you can't outrun... Like, if you're not going full speed, you can't outrun them. Hmm. They run you down. That's funny. That's yeah, hilarious. it's a, it, it, it makes them feel most like real Pokemon right. that like I've animals. had in a yeah. long time. I don't know. And I, I appreciate that. I, I, I want a new take on the, the series. And I feel like every new t- every time a new game comes out, I'm like, oh, this is it. No, it, nope, it's the same thing. But I, I tried, I, I didn't play, a, there was a a very clear Pokemon knockoff, but it was super popular because it came out right before Sword and Shield. It was called Tim Tim. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't play it, but I watched people play it. And I was like, eh, this seems cool. But it, it didn't, it was like, it was essentially Pokemon MMO. But the multiplayer, there weren't really many multiplayer aspects to the yeah. game. It was just kind of like, hey, your friends are also running alongside you. I'm like, yeah, yeah but we're playing completely different games. That's the but, thing that they tried to push with the raids. Like, yeah. hey, you know, get in with your three friends yeah. and let's go beat this giant thing, which I appreciate. I, I agree with you. I think Pokemon needs an MMO. My argument was simple, fam. You made a bunch of different leagues that are all based on a bunch of different places around the world connect them <laughs> it makes sense or do three at a time yeah hey how about pokemon europe where it's galar and what was it unova and what's the french one oh from from black and from, was it x and y yeah yeah i i remember playing but that yeah, game like, but i don't remember those are all together yeah. or pokemon 
the the like Asian one that's Kanto, Johto, and Hoenn, or Kanto, Johto, and Seno, whatever. Mm. Like, do three of them at a time, God, and that instead would make of just so much more sense. yeah, instead of just having to fight one gen, one set of gems, have the Elite Four be for all of for that whole region. So you have to face all of the gems, all of the badges, and then fight those Elite Four. Or have it a live server where your elite four are the or top actual four players. players, which would be they don't they don't even necessarily need to be there. They you could literally just, just upload teams, just upload their teams with their <laughs> character model. That's it. Hey, yeah, I, my original idea was make every every region a different server, and make your gym leaders be players who pick a particular type. Your type is your specialization, and your team has to be all Pokemon of that, of that type. type. So that's how you get a gym leader. And you can petition and work yourself up to be a gym leader, but you have to beat the one that's there. Hmm. And he like, that's the way you do that. Like if it's a best of five, whatever format he picks, that's how you get the gym why leader. Has, why haven't they done that? I have no idea. I had this idea in it's 2015. It's free money. <laughs> it's free. Like you just, you you make it and you produce Game it. Game freak. Then, yeah. Call oh, me. <laughs> I'm not even angry. I'm just like I just want it to. I'm exist patient now. <laughs> oh man, that's wild. I literally I was hoping there was a word for German for like wanting to create, like wanting to own a thing, mm. only to discover it doesn't exist. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's that's I have that feeling so often. If oh, it's man. not a word, I think it's... I own a word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I guess that kind of piggytails into the other thing you wanted to talk about with like the business stuff. I you you explained it to me briefly before. Uh, what what was this group of people? You said you, you were just yeah. So the the concept is basically called Dream Writers Room Volume One. Okay, and the idea was to get a group of people together who have ideas, media, stories, whatever that they want to create that they just need some help with Mm. and then use our pooled resources and intelligence to bring some of them to life okay and again they would still own their ideas we would just be helping bring it forward and i started with some things that i knew i wanted to make that i needed help with Mm. i like i have an idea for a comic strip called cat see ghost and it's literally just hey what if all the weird things your cat was doing we're just it freaking out about a ghost that's in your house. Interesting. Just okay. legitimately. And my idea was legit like take Caesar Milan, like the cat whisperer yeah. type, and him just be a really goofy. He's actually secretly the best exorcist in the world. <laughs> okay. Like legit. He d- his thing is that he did he fell into it. Like he couldn't hack it as an exorcist because there wasn't real money in it. Everybody didn't think it was real. So he took up cats. That was his backup job. And then he found out cats see ghosts. Interesting. So every house he goes in where they're like, oh, he's wonderful with cats. Fam, he, he knows there's ghosts in your house. Yeah. Like he's, he's literally, your cat's freaked out because there's a ghost in your house and he knows how to get the ghost out or if he can't to get the cat out. That's really cool. I, I guess. Uh, it explains I, all the weird stuff my cat does. Yeah. Because <laughs> like our cat would literally just talk. In the middle of the night, he'll just be like, meow, meow. And I'm like, what is going what? on? And the only thing I could figure was either he's having a conversation with a ghost 
<laughs> or he's like, hey, hey, is anybody? Yeah. Who is this? Who is this? <laughs> like, it, it made me laugh every time I thought about it. So I started working on it. Okay. And it's one of a few ideas that I've posted in there. It's just the one that I'm most comfortable sharing. Yeah. Because I have less stakes in it and I haven't gotten as much help from the rest of the group with it because I want to kind of protect our integrity. That That is something I thought is because we talked very like literally tail end of this at like when you were uh, the first time you were on. Mm-hmm. And after that, I've been thinking, I was like, well, but what happens if this stuff is shared before it's done? Like, I mean, we we would all be contracted in the group before we ever go to publication stage. Well, not so. So say, for instance, if like because what we were talking about initially was like having like a writer circle or a writer's group. Right, right. If something we're discussing, say for instance, we got all four seats in this table filled, we're just talking about an idea. If we're streaming it, they get to hear it too. And then what happens if one of them has resources to make it before we would? Oh, unless we would have, we'd have to have the licensing and everything done. Oh, absolutely. Prior to, yeah, yeah, we would essentially that would break down to finding a way to like either you would have to be backed by a very large company, which Mm. is the easy way, or making sure that whatever licensing you do says that everything you're creating is proprietary on the spot. So that way, no one else can just take the idea and run with it before you're finished. Because admittedly. Part of it was me wanting to be very careful with what we put forward. I'm good with brainstorming. I'm good with like, you know, creating something, creating any kind of image Mm. forward. But the greater plot points, I would either put behind like a Patreon, like some sort of paywall. That makes sense. Yeah. Or genuinely, my hope was to make them to order. Like legitimately pull your however big your fan base is and go, hey, We've created this character. We started with this base story. We're going and not like not so much a choose your own adventure, but genuinely endear the audience to the character as the story is developing because it's being made in front. of. I like that. I like that idea a lot. It's like I said, I just there. Like I said, I have a word Mm. for (laughs) things that I want that don't exist yet. Mm. And this was one of them. Amanda's had the best idea so far, and it keeps me up at night wondering how it hasn't existed. <laughs> it's just like, I, like I'll tell you later. I yeah, don't yeah. want to tell you here, but sure, she said it, and I was just like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so mad that's not real. <laughs> I'm so mad that's not real. Huh. And she'll, she sees it on my face a lot yeah. because one of my ideas that I had about five, six years ago was just a rec room. I wanted a room where you could pay a fee and then get geared up and then just destroy everything in there i am taking some friends to go do that in a couple weeks i i want again i had this idea when i was 22 and i was like i'm an idiot no one wants to do this but me and i have anger issues so clearly what i need is therapy and this is not a good idea then like 15 companies spark up and And i was like ah That wasn't my problem. That was everybody's problem. Why didn't I know? To be fair, there aren't any close. Oh, it's a college town gold mine. It, I, it, I it frustrates me. We having to drive to Tampa mm-hmm. to go to the one that I'm, I'm taking them to, and I'm just like, this this sucks. Why why can't I do this within 
like an hour drive. Like before it became really fashionable to email everything. I also just I wanted to put a land center, like a land center slash gaming center somewhere. I did. Did you live here when Gigabit mm-hmm. was a thing? God. I love I, that idea. I wanted to. There's no. There's not one of them in Gainesville, and I wanted to how do that you, in Gainesville so bad. How do you monetize it? Because that seems like the hardest thing. Because because yeah. I think the big thing for Gigabits back then was like a lot of the people I would meet there played fighting games. It was mainly like Smash Brothers, like mm-hmm. and Marvel vs. Capcom. Like those people, you go there, you play. Then it kind of evolved to like having like like a land center with computer games and stuff. Because that made sense. But now, I have that. I have what's probably better than what they would have there at my home. So, like, how? for me, I know what would drive me to be at a place like that for hours would be tournaments. Like, if if you had some kind of competitive. But the problem is, I don't know how lucrative that is. But I want want something like that so bad. I just don't know how to make it profitable for the person that does it. Whatever else you do has to be the foundation of the business, which is why I thought you needed to be near a college town Mm. so that whatever university students nearby, like my idea was at first back in the day when we had to like print term papers and everything. So I was like, okay, we'll be like a Kinko's that's also a land center. Okay, so that, that makes way, sense. You know, if you need to do your project, you can do base level research stuff here. You can print everything on site. We have all the tools to do all of that, and we can game at night. Like that was my idea. It makes sense. Yeah, and like you could pay for like crash sessions where you could we could stay open twenty four hours if you need to finish something, yeah. or if you want to host a really big event that requires late night gaming. I was for it, and I was like, okay. Real estate is impossible. <laughs> that, nah. was, that was 100%. I never got past the, I can't find a place Lace. and I don't have the money to make to, the idea. Yeah. I I like this idea though of a collective kind of thing. It, it was, it it is in part why almost every time a friend of mine is like, oh, maybe I should get in a stream. I'm like, yes, do it. Do it. Do it now. Not only just because I think there's... It's it's good to get your ideas out and start trying it. Even if you end up not liking it, that is fine. You you just need to try it. Yeah. Because there are some people that um, don't really gravitate towards it. And uh, admittedly, I learned this in the process of just kind of being like, okay, cool. Not for you. That's fine. Yeah. Because I definitely used to be the type who's like, no, you just don't get it yet. Like, you got to keep doing it. And I'm like, it's no, not, no, it's for, not everybody. for everybody. Yeah. But then there's people like Steven who... Clearly, this is what you should have been doing from the from the beginning. I was like, "Buddy, this is it." Like, the you, internet, you're built for being on the internet. Oh fam. my you god, you just don't know it. Yet. I, I, every time I, I don't, I don't get to frequent his his stream as often as I, I start off watching his stuff. But every time I'm like, "Dude, obviously your like your humor, everything about you, you is don't perfect. find it hard to be entertaining. Yeah, and if not entertaining, at least interesting. I'm like, so, dude, you, this is what you should have been doing for yes. years. Like, and I'm, I, and I'm so happy he's doing it now. It's I'm like, this is dope. I can tell just seeing him at work. I'm like, he, he seems happier doing it. Yeah. I could, this could, I could be wrong and in inferring like in, incorrectly, but like. I don't know, man. I'm just super excited to see like what whatever happens. Mark was doing it for a while um, with his streaming stuff for like Pokemon and card game. I was like, awesome! Like you you found a way to make this thing that you already liked into this new thing. It was, it's, it's just cool. I love seeing that. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I, uh, I I like the idea of having like a collective kind of um, brain group for stories. I, I I've had many a stories like that I've jotted down, um, like world building things, character development, and like different aspects of the character. Uh, there's like a, a Google Docs on my phone that just has all this crap right. built in there. Um, and I, I often thought, I was like, well, at some point I will just write a nonfiction book. Um, all right, no, a fiction book. Fiction? Yeah, fiction. fiction. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I was like, I'll just write a, a fiction thing somewhere. It'd be cool. But I also wanted to involve it into my stream somehow because I, I've said this, I've been very vocal about like, what aspects of streaming I like and what aspects of streaming I don't like. Right. I I don't necessarily like playing games. Right. Even though it's what most people like watching me do. Right. Um so I re- I remember I had a friend, I guess he's still a friend. I haven't played with him in a little bit, but um his whole thing was he would find these um adult children books. And he'd read them at the end of his stream, every stream. And that was his thing. Like, uh, there was a, oh, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was, I'm trying to remember what the name of the book was, but it was like, uh, all I remember is it had the word fucking in the title. It was like, pick up your fucking clothes or pick go up, to fuck to sleep. Go the fuck to sleep. Yeah. Go yeah. Fuck to sleep. yeah. <laughs> I remember that was the first time I saw that book and I was like, this is genius. That was the last book LeVar Burton ever read me. Oh, okay. All right, cool. That was the last <laughs> one, man. I loved it. Oh, but, man. Uh, so, okay. So, brainstorming off the top of my head. <clears throat> man, okay. Don't lose it. Okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> what if we picked... My first idea was the, uh, the Black First Watch. Or just con- conceptually, we pick a thing that nobody, neither of us have seen. Mm-hmm. Watch it, break it down, review it. Okay, that's the cast. That okay. I mean, that's that's just, that's the thing. Okay, the greater exp- the greater expoundation of this would be, we do some character deep dives, picking a character across whatever media we want, and then we break down what we see. Okay, and we could do this with the same group as the writers group, and then we off cam we use that to develop more. Okay, but on stream. We break down what we saw. We talk about like one of the things I particularly love. I have a love hate relationship with is um, I love C- I love C S Lewis and Tolkien. I've okay. always loved them as old writers. I loved the the Chronicles of Narnia series. I love the book before them that nobody talks about. <laughs> I I've, I didn't know there was a book before them. There's a book called The Magician's Nephew. I've heard of that actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I it's didn't realize about, that they were connected. It's so. about the guy who builds the wardrobe. Okay. That's why nobody talks about it because it's not as interesting mm. as the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and the rest of the Chronicles of Narnia. It doesn't technically count as part of the series, right? But I, I also really, really love Tolkien. But their storytelling styles are very different. But from what I've read, it seems like they might have been friends at mm. the time. Okay. So I would have loved to see how, like, to compare how and contrast how they develop. What yeah. you, what you just, what you have described though, is literally what I do outside of streaming. So like, I, I do it a lot more with like anime stories because I think there's, some, I don't know what it is, but there's something about their culture, the way they write stories, 
I can I tell like. you, but you're not gonna like it. Oh no! What is it? I did. I learned this. Okay. Um, <laughs> I learned this very recently. Shout out to Yodoye. Um, there is a term. I don't remember the term, but it's called selflessness, where they write their characters as though anybody could portray them. It is very, very common in anime. It dates back to Astro Boy. Okay. It is old, old school, which is why so much anime feels relatable to anyone, especially African Americans. Interesting. Want to know why martial arts movies are so big for African Americans? I, I also know this. Um, the martial arts films, mm. because they were recognized as such a big market, but not commercially appealing to white Americans, were shown in the poor black neighborhood theaters. Hmm. And because the poor neighborhood theaters, people love to see anybody who was not white as an antagonist on screen. Uh-huh. We ate that up. <laughs> we love it. I love it now. Like, oh yeah. I, I was like, like, oh my god, this Asian guy's gonna kick so many people. <laughs> I love it. There's just nothing better than watching a guy get slapped with a foot, man. Yeah, like, it's such a disrespectful yeah. moment where you're like, that dude hit you with his foot. <laughs> like, I've watched like it's 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 interesting because I've watched like so many different like martial arts films growing up and never made that connection. I guess I never really watched any of them in theaters, though. Uh, if you go back very early, mm. with the especially with the Bruce Lee era, Into the Dragon stuff, yeah. and explain it would also explain pretty much all of the Wu Tang Clan as they exist, because those movies are what they grew up on. They were they were sense. poor, so they they could go to the cheaper huh. theaters and see the films, which is the culture that they stuck with. It's also why that culture develops and why anime hit like a hurricane when it came. It's on it's on tele it's on cable TV, which every family had yeah. at the time. Wow. Yeah. Also the the big allegory of how every kid how the Saiyans of Dragon Ball Z go, grossly reflect black people, but that's a whole nother problem. I never made the connection. They oh. are in fact slaves who uh who to Frieza, who then uses them to destroy other planets and then he wiped, tried to wipe them out. With the exception of the final few, some yeah. who still work for him, yeah. and this one kid who got away. Hmm. It gets really weird when they turn to Super Saiyans because then they get blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah, and like, like now they're stronger. <laughs> I was just—I felt a way whenever Frieza kept calling him an ape, and I was like, he still does. Why do I feel the way? It's so it's so funny. I there's a there's a there's a a scene in in Super Dragon Ball Super yeah. where like everyone's it's it's like the the final goku moment where like he's 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 like doing the ultra instinct thing and like i think it's krillin or master roshi who's doing in the stands yeah but they're doing this whole uh monologue about like why he's so strong yeah and it's like oh it's because all these people in his life like he like they we're we're fighting with him and like they go through and everyone says something encouraging like Gohan's is like you like you can do it dad I believe in you and Vegeta's like go Kakarot blah blah and then they get to Frieza for some reason he's a part of the friends and he just says dance monkey that's it that's the only thing he said I was like what why did you do that it was so funny it was so funny Frieza's mad racist yeah just mad racist. Oh, God. Oh, man. But 
Yeah, no, I, 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 I did that with Bleach. There's a lot of characters in there that I did not appreciate in watching it the first time, and then I've watched a lot of like um, deep dives on their character. I'm like, oh shit! Yeah, like I was like, I missed uh, all of that. Oh, oh, okay. Like it's, it's, and I, I love doing that. There's a, there's a channel I like watching. Um, it's called Fu- There's two. It's Future Me. And then the other one's called um, Better Authoring, I think is what it's called. God, I hope I'm not ruining them. Um, but they, they're they literally just two writers that they, they, they basically dissect bad stories and good stories. Yeah. And they pull apart the pieces that make them good and yeah. what, like, mistakes that are made. Like, they're con- they constantly reference uh, Avatar. Avatar Last Airbender because it is and I didn't real like even watching it as a kid and then I rewatched it pretty recently during like quarantine and all that stuff. Oh, it's incredible. It is probably one of the best written stories. It's, it's crazy. And I, I was just like, I, I have said what? on more than one occasion, I was like, listen, that is the best animated American show it's that wild. exists. I, I I will put it against anything. anything. It's so good. It, and the de- the character development everybody gets a moment. There's a whole episode where none of the characters but Appa and the Appa and the uh, the little uh, ferret are in Momo. The- yeah, yeah. Appa's lost days. Yeah, fam. <laughs> I care about I care about the animals. Yeah, because <laughs> they did such a good job. Band. Like it, it's I and and that those things motivated me to be like I I really want to make a story. Yes, because. It, there's something about good stories that like that last man like or, or that teach like there there are despite the fantastic level of everything that's going on all the characters make you feel like you could feel what they're going through. exactly that's it's, what makes that story it's good. crazy man. like you don't you've never been a little like you've never been an airbender but yeah. you know what it's like to be a kid and not and feel alone yep so you get what ang's going through it's top oh, man it there's there's so many relatable traits to all of the different characters. Hundred percent. And like even the characters that like uh Uncle Iroh has one of the most insane written like it's his, so his character is the best character. It's the best written <laughs> character. It's crazy. <laughs> I remember the the moment that they introduced his character, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's like the wise teacher yeah, or whatever. He's the best. And then I'm like, oh, I mean that I've seen that before, Star Wars, you know, this no biggie. And then they develop his character into being like, oh well, he's actually just really smart. Okay, cool. Like that that that's how it's always been. He seemed like the lazy brother at yeah. first. And then they do the boss sensei arc, and I was just like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this man has like an actual story. His I was like, whole life. Okay, man. Like, all right. He's this like, oh, is this was the city he could never break, yeah. and that's when he went up. Yes. Oh my God, I Uncle Iroh's like, the best. Fu- I, so I follow a Facebook group, and I'm only bringing this up because it wrecked so many people on my timeline. <laughs> I follow a Facebook group called Head Nerds in Charge. Okay. And they redid the scene. You know how they have the anime filter on things now. Mm-hmm. They redid the scene from Fresh Prince okay. with uh, Will and Uncle Phil at the end where he's like, how come he doesn't want me, man? Yeah. And instead of it being Will, it's Zuko. Oh, no. And instead of Uncle Phil, it's Hero. <laughs> and I was like, you have messed up my whole game. 
with this. Oh, now no. I'm just sad and angry <laughs> at nobody because of you, internet, and Facebook. Oh, Thank no. you for this nonsense. I man. have to see that now. It was so, it's like painful in weird ways. Yeah. I was like, man, my family is this. It was the second meme. I said it the other day. My childhood randomly crashed into 2020 and I wasn't ready for yeah. it. It was that one, and then there's one where... It, do you Did you ever watch the movie Mulan? The old animated Mulan? The old, yeah. Do you remember the song, A Girl Worth Fighting For? The goof, there, It's the goofy song where they're just marching, and all and the, the, the three dudes that she's just in camp with mm. are singing about the girls they have back home. I, I don't remember the song, per se, but I do remember like that part of the movie. Yeah. It, I literally, I think I've only seen that movie once. Oh, you're yeah, doing it's, yourself it's been a while. Service. It's been a while. The music in that movie has no good has no business being as good as it is. Like, there's the first song is just the intro goofy song of mm. the whole thing where it's like, oh, she like please bring honor to us all. She's late for it's the I'm late for school. Yeah. Type of deal. Excuse me. The next song is, man, how come nobody in the world sees me the way I see myself? Mm. And I was like, Man, we are in a children's movie. Yeah. <laughs> we are 15 minutes. We haven't introduced the conflict yet. <laughs> it's like you guys started off pretty uh, strong. You had 11 right now. We got yeah. an hour left. It's like, uh, we, didn't, we didn't hit this hard. They didn't hit a, a, an intro that hard again until probably Tarzan, mm. where you literally just have to deal with, oh, we found a baby and no parents in the middle of the woods. And like, legit. She's just like, how good? Like, when will my reflection show who I am inside? That's the song. Mm. And I was like, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> and the older I get, the harder the song hits. Mm. I'm like, I'm 31. And this song's still like, never. Not no, never. No. I've never yet looked. At, it's so weird. But mm. like, later on, when they get to, when she, like, she obviously gets her father's gear and goes off to camp. Mm. And they sing Make a Man. Make a Man is glorious. Like, for all the hipsters who love proud beards, Make a Man is the song they brush their teeth to in the yeah. morning. It's still just that feeling. Mm. And then you get to a girl worth fighting for. And the whole thing is they're marching and they're bored. And they're just thinking about, like, there's a girl worth fighting for back home. Mm. My childhood ran f- abruptly into 2020 because somebody made a meme. And, and it's all super stylized where they open up a scroll uh-huh. and it goes into this weird like kanji art of them meeting each of the girls. Somebody had them opening the scroll and it was Brianna Taylor's picture. Oh, wow. And it literally fucked up my whole <laughs> day. Like, can, y'all, can y'all stop? Can y'all not? That's wild. Like, Yo, leave my childhood on 2020. <laughs> I was protecting that. <laughs> Wow. Huh. It was brutal, man. Like, you never know what little things kind of lock into you hmm. until you run into them later on. Like, I always wondered why it was that I love the Lord of the Rings as much as I did. Because, like, I always find it odd to love something where I can't see my face. And there's no offense there's no black people in the Lord of the yeah. Rings. Like, Middle Earth just don't have black people. Got elves, got ants, got orcs, <laughs> got goblins. No black people. I'm so confused. Hmm. But uh, the tenderness of all the male characters is is extremely rare. Like every loss that's felt is felt heavily by all of the men. I've never noticed that. 
That is Boromir's death yep. is brutal. When they think Gandalf died, when the when the halflings think Gandalf's yeah. dead, they are broken. Yeah. And Aragorn's like, we gotta move. And Boromir's like, give them a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> fam, do you get it? They are they are wrecked right now. Huh. It's the one, and even to the two towers, the the moment where the father realizes that his son's passed. Yeah. He's just like, this is not the way the world's supposed to be. <laughs> Samwise Gamgee, next to next to Uncle Iroh, Samwise Gamgee is my favorite character ever created. Hmm. Because Sam is humble and loyal, but not scared. Sam was not scared. Sam was comfortable. His fan, like he's very much, hey, we have the Shire. Mm. My friends are all here. My life is here. I like that girl. Hey, Gandalf's <laughs> here. It's a party. Dude's real old. <laughs> he's like, life is good. But his friend's like, I got to go do this thing. Mm. And he's like, but that thing sounds real dangerous. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, well, I can't. But, but. But why? Why are you going? Yeah. Life is good. Don't yeah. don't do that. It's like, well, somebody's got to do it. And I got to do it. It's like, well, well, you can't go alone. <laughs> I can, I guess sure. I'll like. And I, legitimately, he goes from being this weird, unwilling participant to the only reason the mission succeeds. Yeah. In three movies, like he goes from being I don't want to do this to, well, since we're here, we gotta get it right. Yeah. To I don't trust creepy dude we found. Yeah. To like, no, nah, it's okay. I understand this is hard. And I understand that only you can do it. And I guess that's why I had to be here. Because only you could do it. And I'm here to make sure you do it. Mm. That kind of friend is a person that I would literally buy insurance to have. Yeah. I would literally want one of those people <laughs> forever. So, like, Sam, Sam's development as a character is really, really... And it's why I love Tolkien. Mm. He, like, that level of relationship between two men, completely devoid of romance, was unheard of. Like, there's not... I can't even think of a a movie that kind of brings that same ins- inspiration huh. to me. That is... I, I don't know why I never... I guess I, I watched those movies at a young age. I don't remember exactly how old I was when those things came out. Uh, now I want to find out. Because I've seen these movies. I've seen these story beats. I've read the books. And that never... And it's literally right here. Uh, that never clicked to me. What? Like, the the interaction between the male characters in that movie. Oh, like 100%. Not, now that you're saying that, I'm thinking of like... Aragorn like, cries at Boromir's death. Aragorn, like last Gimli. Boromir like, betrayed them. Yeah, like, <laughs> he was like, still it's, like, it's, "Oh man, my brother's gone." Yeah, it's so powerful. Like even um, what's the what's the dwarf's name when he finds his cousins have passed? He is a wreck. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I've never there's hmm. a male there again. And it, remember, I said there's a lack of compassion. Yeah, there is a when it comes to masculinity Mm. compassion is a very very tricky thing to balance and it is a thing that requires practice and very often we as men in america i don't know the rest of the world but we as men in america are so busy trying to project strength that we do not practice compassion and so seeing it in a film 
was yeah. such stark contrast to me. Fam, I grew up with I and and I know it's simple toxic stuff, but I grew up with the same people that told me not to cry. Yeah. So every man in those movies cries. Yeah. That's every true. one every of them is a wreck. So like it was it was it was jarring to me, but not in a bad way. In a oh, we can do this too. Like we can have and again, this was amplified times a thousand when I had a kid. Mm. Because yeah. now I now I want it not just for me. I want it for him. I want him to not wait till he's 25 to, re- to have that figure aha the moment. rest of his emotions yeah. out. So it was a really, really interesting thing to watch how they develop, how they develop friendships, how they grapple with grief, how they you know understand, like how they deal with fear. Mm. Argon genuinely is like, I don't think I can do this. Yeah. Like my I and I get that. You always think your your ancestors were stronger than you. And he's like, fam, he failed. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> if like, he's stronger than me and he failed, how can I? And it's such a good, like, again, I, I, I could go on with these movies. I might need to sit down and watch them again. Because I, if you ever want to rewatch a Lord of the Rings yeah. film, fam, call oh, yeah. me. <laughs> Holy smoke. Like, I might tear up legit. Yeah. But, but I love the film so much because they show a range of human emotion, a, a range of male emotion mm. that I hadn't seen enough until those movies came up. I think this year in particular has, has taught me a lot of stuff about that. It's just, I went on a roller coaster of being very guarded. I had, like, I would. To the point where people would literally, who, who've never really had a conversation with me or talked to me, but only have seen me, they got the vibe that, like, I was a dick. Like, I was just an asshole. Or, or more of just, like, that guy seems like he's always angry. And I'm like, well, I'm not. But I get how you can get that. Like, fair <laughs> enough. All right. That's fine. Way to be understanding. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else doesn't get that response all like, the time. I was like, yeah, you know what? Fair. I see it. Uh, He's like, yeah. oh, I like, see No, it. I get it. Uh, and then I did this thing where I became extremely vulnerable. And I allowed myself to do that. I have learned a lesson against doing that the way I did it. But I don't regret doing that. It's an exercise. It's, yeah, it's like, it's. I think in the ultimate end, it is a it is a net positive for me, but I also have garnered a a new a new level of protection of that. It's not that I won't do it. It's just that the people that I choose to be that way with. You've got to sh- like you've got to prove to me that I can do that. Yeah, you make smarter like, choices. Now. It, yeah, it's just like I cannot just do that. And, and you would have never gotten that knowledge. Fair, had you been right? Hurt. Exactly. Exactly. Like, that's the thing that people don't teach. Like I can't tell you how many how I'm I, and I always bring up my age because it's it's frustrating how long I got this wrong. Yeah, I can't tell you how many arguments would have been solved if I had said something hurt my feelings early. Hmm. instead of just being upset instead of going why would you do that that doesn't make any sense like <laughs> i've those, said that so that yeah doesn't make any, why would yeah you? This, that doesn't make like the moment i stopped saying something doesn't make sense and saying i don't understand i i gauged the response like hmm. legitimately my mom used to get real mad at me because i would tell her something she did didn't make sense and she would take <laughs> that as disrespect yeah obviously yeah. i'm a child yeah she's in her 40s like that made sense yeah. or she was in her 40s at the yeah. time but that 
when the moment I was like, hey, listen, I don't understand. And from there, I didn't get the anger. I got, okay, well, let me try this a different way yeah. to bring you understanding. And I was like, oh. wait, is that what I need to be doing? <laughs> it's like, wait, 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 wait. I just changed three words and things are completely different. Like, yeah. like, but it's about personal vulnerability. Like, there is this weird thing about wanting to project strength where you always want to put your best self forward, which is good. Yeah conceptually the problem is if you do not show your vulnerability to other people you become not relatable because those people are experiencing their own vulnerabilities all the time i think that that is exactly what happened because i have i i i think i would struggle to find someone who i have worked with and become like work friends with who later there's one person maybe uh that does not like me as a person i i i can be friends with everyone and I, usually i am i'm a pretty friendly person um but it was it was done so in a way that joe was the dude you went to if you needed something like it was a very dependable person but no one got to see any cracks yeah. in my art like no and even still a lot of people don't but the people that i choose to let see that like i i'm fine with them but right. and i know that that is a incomplete thing like there you, you should at some point that's good judgment yeah but so like i think it, there's there's a way you can do that that i haven't got there's a level of that that i haven't gotten to yet and that's just that that comes with time yeah but like it's a building process sure i yeah, but but that, that was that, that's the point I was trying to make. It was just like I kind of became. It seems kind of like a narcissistic too, but for a while I, I was like this kind of monolithic figure in different circles, and it was just like, oh, you needed something. This person's reliable. This person will like help you out or whatever. Yeah, but that's an ATM. Kinda not not in terms of like money. I, no, no, I was no, never, I'm not talking well, about money. Well, just well, genuinely in the reliability yeah, and yeah. the and the presence. Right, right. That's not a person. But that's I, yeah, an ATM. I, I would never. I would never then go to those same people and be like, I have an issue. That was the thing. It was like I like I have a problem. Yeah. Can you help me? That yeah. never happens. And even still now. It only really happens with a very, very select few people. ATM never tells you what it needs. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a very, so, very, it's a very yeah. tricky concept. And again, people, atta- I don't want to attach the finances to it, but sure, don't, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. don't I, be an ATM of a person. Yeah. Don't just be the person that people come to you for right. something and you constantly give it out. Yeah. Without explaining, like I made a point to start asking people how they are doing, not just good morning. Yeah. Like, hey, how are you? And genuinely wait for a response not just to see what like not just to be cordial to genuinely give people a chance to connect and open yeah because it gets really easy to just not yeah (laughs) like you could just not do that yeah like but yeah but you never know what kind of friend you might make yep or whose day you might make better or who might make your day better until you open up yeah so once you do it enough, certain people start asking you how your day is going and then you can open up. I think what, what has happened now is when 
I, this is bad, but I begin, and now that I say this, I know a lot of people that I work with watch this, so they're going to hear this, and they're going to start doing this, but I, there's almost like a tally that goes on in my head, where if, if I will be like, hey man, how's it going? And usually if, if, if I am the one constantly asking, and it doesn't come back, eventually I stop asking. That's fair. Because, like, it's, it's the same thing with, like, even people that I'm super close with, if if I'm exhibiting a certain amount of energy that's not coming back my way, yeah, I begin to start peeling back because to me that is a sign that you're about to do something or you're about to take advantage of whatever we had going on, right? And if if I even get just a hint of that, I go, all right, not falling for that, yeah. And the the sad thing is sometimes that has nothing to do with the situation. Sometimes they're not about to do that. Sometimes they're just dealing with their own shit. And that's kind of how they it, like let that be known is by silence, is by like just not responding or well that stuff. And I'm kind of learning that now, but like I still have that very it's a, it's like uh in fighting where you are expecting a kick. And you're kind of doing the check. Or the check. Like, yeah, yeah, your leg, your leg is just constantly. Yeah. Co- yeah, it's 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 that where I'm just like, oh, okay, all right, I see what's happening here. So I don't know, but it, I never noticed that in 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 the Lord of the Rings. But now you bringing that up, I was just like, oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. by far it's yeah. it's the other reason why I particularly think the Black Panther is such a such an incredible film. Mm. By the way, still not over Chadwick Boseman's death makes me real sad. I wish it didn't, but. I haven't rewatched the movie yet mm. since then because I just I don't think I could get through it. But um, it's the same it's the same thing. The men the thing his father says is super heavy mm. early on in the movie because he says you're a good like he meets his father in their yeah. like afterlife scene and he says you're a good man and sometimes it is hard for a good man to be king, mm. which was like it's a super heavy line period, but. I grew up on Lord of the Rings. And I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> oh. <laughs> some bad's happening." Like, like if there were if there were not such absurdly heavy foreshadowing mm. in the film anyway, and if I did not know how the story was gonna go, that would have been my first clue something real f-ed up happened mm. in the past already. Yeah, and then when you walk through it all, when you walk through Killmonger's origin and what happened to his father. Yeah. And then you walk through Chadwick Boseman confronting the rest of them like, fam, you all made the same mistake. (laughs) Like, this is not the way. That has so much power in understanding that your enemy is not your enemy. Yeah. Like, this is a hurt kid who we should have embraced that we didn't. Didn't, yeah. Like, that's the whole story. Hey, your chickens came home to roost. Like, that could have just as easily been. It's almost Broly's story. Yeah, with, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's yeah. That's but wild. It's, it's there's a lot of power to. Hey, these people. Like one of your brothers was hurting and saw that the world was hurting and wanted to help him, and the other one didn't and killed him for it. That's the story. So you're now your kids have to deal with the fallout of the choices that you two made. That's damn, yeah. I'm a dad now. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh no, I so, have to be better. Like I have to think about this all the time now. Like, yeah, yeah. But I mean that that is what I like to think of is the weight of being a good person. 
is it, it, it like there's the the sentiment that nothing in life is free but i think that 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 gets kind of it stops at economics sometimes and people don't realize that it, it that is a universal rule like when yeah. it comes to like for instance so like the 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 time that i get to spend doing what i do uh, whether it's my 9 to 5 um or doing my freelance video stuff or doing this or streaming these are all things that i've chosen to do because i enjoy doing them or for whatever reason i i there's something positive that i gain from it right but because i do them there are other things that, that i can't, can't do. do yeah like opportunity cost uh and people people i, I don't know if people get that like like I think they 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 know it, but I don't think they I don't think they really really understand that when they're choosing to do things like they like they just choose it because oh yeah this is fun this is, but like going in with the knowledge that me choosing to do this is closing doors. Well, remember I told you people un- misunderstood cost. Mm. There is a real problem of people not understanding the value and the cost of something. Yeah, like their own time (laughs) yeah or just like like, there is when you don't talk to anybody and something goes wrong in your neighborhood you don't know your neighbors Mm -hmm. like that doesn't sound like a lot until you get into a situation where you would really want to know your neighbors it's that's so that i don't that i don't think i told you about it i don't think i've actually talked on stream about this yet so I talked about the first part. The first part is essentially there was a there's a girl that lives um, across from where I live, and I've lived here for Jesus, almost going on ten years, about nine years, nine years and some change at this point, um, in this exact same spot, which is kind of wild. I didn't think about that. That's crazy. Like <laughs> I moved here after I graduated college, which was in two thousand <laughs> two thousand eleven. Okay, and I. I guess maybe it's closer to like it's probably just nine years because I spent some time living with you know Neil Neil Baldwin yeah yeah, yeah. I lived with him for a bit and then we moved here oh, wow. um but there was a girl who semi early on to living here uh she left her lights on her car and I was like well that would suck if it was me so I went up knocked on her door after I got out of work. I got to work at like midnight, by the way. Yeah. Bad idea. Uh, <laughs> so I get out, I get out of my car, knock on her door. Obviously, she doesn't answer it because right. wh- why would you at midnight? Right. Um, and I'm just nice. like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Like, and, and, like but you didn't think about yeah, it. You were I was trying to do the right I thing. I was just trying to, I was just trying to help. I was like, oh, clearly don't do that. Like, don't open the door. That makes sense. But like in my head, I'm like, oh, I try to help, whatever. So I was like, oh, wait a minute, though. I, I have this hoodie on. Probably doesn't look great. That's fair. So I leave. I walk away, hoping that she would see me walk from her place to mine, which is right across from her, and go, oh, this person lives here. Right. Um, I do that, take the hoodie off, go back in my car because I did need to get something else out of my car. And then on my way, I was like, I'll try again. So I knock on the door again. Of course, nothing. Clearly nothing. That's like You wouldn't do that. Fast forward um, the next day, which this is still the first story that everybody's already heard already, but uh, there's notes put on people's doors around the like community. It's just like, 
hey, we've gotten complaints about people knocking on doors late at night. <laughs> and like in my head, yep. I'm just like, ah. <laughs> it's like, whatever, fuck it. And then I go on about my day. Fast forward to like two months ago, maybe a month ago, I leave my lights on in my car. And I get in here. The same girl knocks on my door. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the exact same. She knocks on my door. I don't answer it, but for a different reason that I will say off air. Uh, <laughs> and then later I go out and she left a note on the door that was just like, hey, you left your lights on. My name. This is where, like her address or whatever. I was just like, why didn't I do this? <laughs> like, But later she she pokes her head out because she sees me see the note. She's like, oh, did you get it? I was like, yeah. And I was like, funny enough. You remember that one time you were terrified out of your mind? That was me. Like, yeah, like did you so, get like, like six knocks in yeah. your door? That was this guy. And yeah. she's like, no fucking way. I'm like, yeah, my bad. Like, but it was just this funny moment of just like, oh, yeah. it's it, there, There is merit to like knowing the people that are around yeah. you. Um, I can give you a pro- I can give you what I do. Mm. That helps a lot. Um and it's just a thing. And again, since the people that work with us watch the stream, now they're gonna know that I'm doing this. Okay. <laughs> but um, this is the exposed. I find I find your interest. Hmm. Whatever I whatever you show an interest in, if we haven't talked in a while, if I ask, if I talk to you, I'm gonna ask about that thing because that I know that's sense. a thing that you have some joy in. And part of it's to spoke like part of it's to spark a conversation, right? But also part of it is that like, hey, it's just guards down. I'm a person you can engage with. Let's get to know each other. Like, I don't want to just have worked with people. Mm. I would like to like know them and know something about them. Like I'll always ask Leia about fitness. Mm. I'm not a fit guy, but I enjoy, I know how much joy she has about it. And she'll always ask me about comics because that's my thing. I'll always ask you about podcasting. I'll ask you about games because it's a thing I know you have passion for. And that passion connects us all. Yeah. So it gives me a way to practice conversation, practice being a human and connect (laughs) with other people. Yeah. Yeah. But like I do it all the time. Like I know Ness's favorite game or I know Ness's favorite comic. She's Mm. a big Umbrella Academy fan. Okay. Um, so I got her, there's a, there's a, when they made the show, mm. I got her Vanya, the one of the pop okay. Vanyas. I That's got her dope. one of those. Cause I was just like, Hey, you mentioned this thing a bunch of times. Boskus and I are huge, huge Power Ranger nerds. I miss that guy so much, man. We've so always been uber Power Ranger nerds and just genuine card game nerds. So if I find a thing that I think we'll both love, I try and make it happen. Um, mm. I think the last pop I got him was Invader Zim. Nice. Because he reminds me of that character very much. Like, he reminds me of Gurr, where he would be super, super nice. <laughs> yeah. And it's like subtly be a little off. Yeah. And you're like, nah, it's fine. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's, it's possible. Nah, I, man. No, I, I, that, I think that is a just a skill that people should develop. Like, because, like you said, it develops other things, like how to have conversation. That is something that so many people don't have we lost it with the internet man yeah dude there's there's so many times because i i work in the part of the company that we work in that is the ford face of it yep and i see some people that are just they they haven't developed that and it and it's just like 
The internet's been around your whole life. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> it's sad to see. It was, like, I was like, oh, oh you've no. Had the, you've had the internet too long. There was, there was, a, there's a regular that came in. Um, he, he's a good friend of mine. I've had him on the, the podcast. I would like to have him on again, um, but he's a busy guy. Um, but he came in. He knows that I got into like MMA and I've been training and whatnot. And I hadn't seen him in a bit because of quarantine and everything was shut down. And when things opened up, he showed up and he was there. And he's like, hey, Joe, what's going on? I was like, I was, oh, awesome. Catching up. While I am work, or, while I was working on something at the computer, the desk where I was, there was also another gentleman that I'd never met before. He was just in there just doing what he, he was buying stuff or waiting on. He was actually waiting on his order to come out. He was just hanging out there. So what this man knows about me at this point is that I work in this industry <laughs> and and that this guy just told him that I fight for fun, essentially. Um, and I train in May. This blew his mind because he had never thought that someone who did what I do or work in the industry that I do could also <laughs> do that. And so now this dude's like, that's that's awesome. And he proceeds to just try to drive a conversation that I was just not, not I didn't cool. want to. Yeah, I was just like, I, I'm answering you with like one and two words. I'm giving you all the signs that I don't, I, I don't really want, I need to focus on what I'm doing. Like, right. I can't, I can't do this right now. And he just did not get it. And I was just like, oh, this sucks, man. And I, and no fault of his. Like, I didn't, I didn't have, hold any animosity towards him. It was just like, man. I wish you had those tools. Like, I really wish you had those tools that we wouldn't be having this awkward exchange right now. But you don't. And it's probably no fault of your own. Like, it just sucks. But I just, I, that that moment is stuck in my brain now. Like, every, every time I think about it, I was just like, oh, man, this guy just does not. No social cues No cues whatsoever. whatsoever. I was just like, yeah, ah. No social cues. <laughs> like, and I, to be fair, I, I could put myself in his shoes and... If I have done literally no research into any, like I had no connections with people or no like, if I haven't like looked into how diverse people can be, I could see how you could find that to be interesting or astonishing, I guess. But I guess I've been old enough. He was younger too, so there's that. But like I'm old enough now to just like, if somebody tells me like, hey man, uh, I, I like training uh, MMA. I'm fighting at the jungle for X amount of years. And then later they're like, also, uh, I like taxidermy. And like, I'm, I go, cool. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, like okay. yeah, it's, okay, it's, it's, it. it's, it's not like, holy shit, I can't. Like, it's just Why like are those two things yeah, in your brain. It's like, it's like yeah. no, like I imagine there's more wild shit in yeah. there, too. Like, it's, it's just, you can be more than yeah. one thing. Don't be surprised that you are. That, honestly, that's the thing that really frustrates me with uh some of the people that I meet day to day, I'm trying my best to choose my words very carefully here, is that uh, I think some of them still have it stuck in their head that like this one aspect of their life is their whole life. Yep. And I'm just like, man, you got to get out of that, dude. Yep. That's bad. That's really bad. Like, I will say it took me it took me longer than I want to admit to finally separate my work from what I want to do. That was the thing that I had tied together for far too long where I was like, yeah, man, if I'm not doing what I love for money, I'm failing at yeah. life. And I was like, that doesn't seem accurate. 
Like that if seems I, bad. Like either either there are a bunch of people who love to clean, or every yeah, janitor <laughs> must be miserable. <laughs> but like I watched a thing, and admittedly it had nothing to do with me. Mm. But it was a it was a thing about uh, barbecue. Okay, and the lady. The, there was an old lady she like i'm talking 80s mm. and she had the award she got the award in like 2017 for like best barbecue in the state she was in okay she works 40 40 hours a week as a janitor at a high school strong and i was like <laughs> i think i got this backwards yeah. <laughs> it was the it's immediate like, like oh oh yeah no she's got it right she'd like she does the work. She she does the the janitorial work because it's something to keep her moving. Yeah, and so you don't grow to hate the thing you love. Yeah, because it's because it's your finance, and that's a really really tricky line that I've discovered. Like I I used to really want to do YouTube, mm-hmm. and then I realized that the comment section ruined a lot of my favorite YouTubers, mm. and I thought it was just the comments, and I think part of it is. Oh no, this is your life. Yeah. Like yeah. you eat when you're not doing this for your job, you're thinking about ways to do this better for your job because it's so dependent on right. everything you give it. I don't want that. Yeah. So I don't I I made the choice to separate what I choose to do for money from what I choose to do to enjoy myself so that I don't have to consider it or like it, I don't lose the joy. Right chasing the money i i did that the first my first go around with all of this was it's very unfortunate because i think things could have ended better if i was wiser uh but everything yeah yeah like so i had the luxury of having friends that were doing it with me right but i I was the guy with the skills that knew how to edit. I was the dude that like had the technical know-how how to do most of the stuff. And I was the guy that uploaded all the videos and stuff to the channel. So I saw all the monetization and I dealt with that. So while everyone else I'll never know this for tr- for sure because I don't I can't be in their brains, but what my uh uh from my recollection of of everything it felt like everyone else at a certain point was still having fun and i wasn't yep i wasn't having fun because i was looking at numbers and i was like oh well this video didn't do as well okay what did we do from this last video i gotta i gotta figure out what worked there and then try to make sure that the next video and then when i tried to implement that thing from the next video into the, the the or from the last video into the next video and got pushback or Somebody didn't do it the way I wanted them to do it. I would get frustrated. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. We need the numbers because this one did. It. And that was the around the moment when I was just like, I don't, I can't do this. I, I need to not do this. Yep. And so we stopped making videos and some people move away. And it, it's, I'm, I'm, I don't regret going through that because now in making this stuff, I have a, a, a more, I, if I'm doing, if I'm having, if I'm making a video and I'm not enjoying it, I'm not making that video. Yeah, you you will never you will never see a video that comes out on my channel that is not something that I enjoyed making. That's that good. won't happen. That's because good. It, 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 for me, regardless of how many people watch it, 
It's for you. Yeah. I Like, these conversations I get to have with people is because I want to have conversations with these people. Yes. It has nothing to do with about, like, I, I, I will not have someone on that I'm like, okay, man, you, you got to... Um, I need you to say this. I need you to say this. Or plugging is or this like, thing. Yeah, like yeah. You, you have this really big channel, man. Can you like you can come up? Like, I don't give a shit about that. I didn't like, want to play the yeah, like, I, I don't want the I, dance. Yeah, I, don't want I just to do all of that. I just want to talk to people that I want to talk to. That's yeah. it. That's it. And and part of that is from the job that I did prior to what I'm doing now. It made a lot more sense back then because I didn't I it was very un anti-social job. Like right. videography is it, yeah. Depending on what you're doing, it can be. But what I was doing, like you sit, you sat on a riser above like everyone else in the venue. No one talks to you. You shoot your camera. The closest I would get to that is when, like when I would direct shows and stuff like that. Then you're kind of you're interacting with the other videographers and stuff like that. But that's about even that is just it's literally a one way thing. And be like, ready camera one, on camera one, ready camera two on camera too. like it's it's that like so yeah i i was like okay how can i inject some kind of social thing into my life in a way that's healthy and something i enjoy and i was like oh i can do this and then later what happened that made me not want to do this was i got the social thing i, I the, the job that i went over to was all social stuff and i was like mm. this is too much but then i found a way to make it as bad as it sounds, I found a way to manufacture an environment that was more conducive to exactly what I wanted, which is right. this versus the shallow, hey, how's it going? Like social engagement. I don't, I don't really necessarily care for those. I don't like small talk. I like being able to deep dive into conversations. You don't get to do that in public often. So Very true. This is what I made. I also am very, like I've been looking at the clock. For multiple oh, reasons. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. For, for multiple reasons. The first is, A, I don't want to soak up too much of your time. And B, I will not hear the end of it if your time beats Leia's as the longest <laughs> podcast. I won't. So <laughs> I think I think she has set the record at five hours and 20 something minutes. Yeah, I'm uh, not going. He's like, that. I got to go. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. I'm not going for that. Leia, yeah. Like I said, Leia is incredible. Yeah. Leia's always been incredible. She's to awesome. Me. She's she's on my short list of people that I want to do more projects with because yeah. I find her energy is in, different, man. Yes. Like it's yeah. She's like though I I always described it as like the only way I could describe you is like Miss Frizzle. Like legit. She just has this weird like <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Just go do it. Let's then. just do it. Like, like all right. But I can't. what about the things that you have to do? No, let's just I'm like, oh, okay, like, oh no, that'll right. be there and you're like Thanks. All right. <laughs> I used to just joke, I was like, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be black, but <laughs> She's, it's fine. She said that many times. We went to go see um, Earthquake, the comedian. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very interesting experience watching that with her. Like, it was. She's hilarious. Yeah, it and was she, funny. like, her perspective is not what you would ex- exactly, expect it to be. Yeah. yeah. It's what I appreciate about, yeah. about her, or one of many things, because yeah. she's such, she's also hilarious. She's cool but she person. doesn't get it. Yeah. Sometimes she just doesn't realize she's being hilarious. And I was like, That's why I wanted her to get into streaming. But yes. I, I don't know whether or not. It, so, but the thing is, I think the way that she would do it is very different than the norm. But I still want her to get into it because I think her her thing would be IRL streams, yeah. like being out, like exercising, yeah. that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you can do that. I just want to introduce her to stuff. Like, I genuinely want my the thing that's been going on the most in my brain, most especially most recently, mm-hmm. is. 
I really want to do like a sitcom rewatch podcast. Ooh, okay. And it works now because almost all of the older, especially black sitcoms that I watched are available on Netflix now. So okay. like I got into this weird, like I legit just started Moesha. I've never heard of that one. Really? Oh wait, no. Yes, yes, like, you have. I was, I was like, that I, you said Moesha's and then uh, I, it, it didn't click. And then I remember the theme song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I started with Moesha and Moesha's good. Moesha was not particularly my bag, but there are still, there are moments in that show where you, you really don't appreciate, you didn't appreciate it at the time. Mm. So like season one's really, really hard for me because it has two prominent young black actors that passed away mm. in it. That I really like the guy that plays Hakeem. Okay, in the show, he passed away in a car accident very suddenly. Man, I think I man, it's just it, yeah, it, I, yeah. It's, I it's, didn't it's think about old. any of this for years, and you're saying this. I'm like, I remember them saying this. Like, I remember yeah. seeing the news articles about this guy. Yeah, yeah. That's so wild. there's there's a joke in in season one. It can't be more than four episodes in where Hakeem's trying to get a job, mm-hmm. and. He's like, he, 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 it starts off with Moesha being upset with him because he borrowed like $20 from her and he hasn't got given it back. And she's like furious, just yeah. full angry about it. She goes over to his house and the lights are off. And it turns out his mom got laid off and he had borrowed the money because he's literally been skipping class to go to job interviews to try and get a job. Mm. So she felt Terrible, terrible about it afterward obviously because she was genuinely like she blew it up she blew him up in front of like their friends yeah. like fam you owe me 20 dollars. Like, yeah. give me my money like what are you doing so it was really really brutal uh the part that really that wrecked me was that her dad ends up helping him get a job and mm. she he lends him a suit mm. and it's like an armani suit super expensive and she's like the king would probably be able to afford that suit by 2020 Oh no! <laughs> that's oh, <true>. no. <laughs> like that's the joke, and I was like, "What? Why? God, how did uh, you guys? <sighs> why did my childhood run into this freaking year again?" So, there's something weird about this year. Man. It's cursed. It's fine. We just didn't know, but like the Mayans were off by eight years. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Some everybody's wild. everybody's math is off. Sometimes the year is cursed. It happens. But it was just super funny to me. But the idea behind the podcast is I genuinely, there was that. And then there was one of my friends. I don't know if you know him, but he's an older, older one of my friends. We have the same birthday, but he's mm-hmm. four years older than me. He's never seen Blazing Saddles. I don't and think I've ever seen Blazing Saddles. You've never seen, oh no. my God. I don't think okay. so. Okay. No. So, first of all, you, sh- you need to watch Blazing okay. Saddles. If you watch Blazing Saddles before I get to see you watch Blazing Saddles, that's fine. I recommend <laughs> I recommend this be a watch along either on Twitch mm. or on your channel. Okay. Because the movie is essentially a satire based on racism in the old west. Okay. It's Mel Brooks, the same guy who did uh Robin Hood Men in Tights. Uh-huh. And every all of the the jokes are timed and placed incredibly. Hmm. legitimately like for the time this movie was made there are there are race jokes and i mean the the uncomfortable kind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the joke is that the new sheriff in town is a black guy but nobody knew so he comes into town and they're like 
Huh. And it, it's all in the little subtle ways. Like the sign is like, welcome, sheriff, just jerks back up yeah. and winds back up. But there's a scene where they essentially try to kill him and he pulls the gun on himself. It's a Looney Tunes cartoon with racism. Huh. That's how the movie's made. But he's like, nobody move or the N-word gets it on himself. <laughs> and everybody's like, nobody do anything. He's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> He'll do it. And it's how he gets out of the scenario. The movie is a masterpiece. Huh. It's Gene Wilder and I don't remember the, the black actor's name who's the main character. But it's legitimately like they tried to make a Looney Tune, but you could be racist. Interesting. Okay. I, I think it's one of the best comedic things made, especially of its time. Mm. You are also one of the two black men I have seen who has not seen the film. <laughs> and I would, I genuinely want to see your reaction to it. Okay. I think the movie's hilarious because they're like, there, there are simple stuff in the movie. Like, there's a scene where, like, Gene Wilder's like, see this? Steady as all get out. Problem is, this is my shooting hand. <laughs> and, like, it's all jokes like that. Okay. All really well paced. All just, it's, it's hilarious. Blazing saddles. All yeah. right. I'll give it a watch. But, um. I, the, the only thing, I would love to stream it, like, stream myself watching it. I don't know how, like where, where it's licensed or who owns it. Not do I at the moment. Um, I'll I'll be looking into that. Like, if, and again, we don't have to show it on the screen or whatever. Yeah. We could literally just be on. But like, I wanted to do this same concept with with sitcoms, and we don't have to go episode by episode. Yeah. But like, I mean, I've seen people do that where instead of, um, like showing it, they have a timer of the episode, right? And they just start it so that people are in sync with them. That's fair. Um, which That's probably the best way to that go. Works. I, I did that with, did I, did I mute the audio? Yeah, I think I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that with uh, UFC pay-per-view. I did that with the, the Connor, the Connor Khabib one. Mm. Um, that was fun. But yeah, I mean, I, I, Alex will tell you the same thing. He, he made a list for me of just movies that I have not seen. <laughs> Amanda and I did that when we first got together. Yeah, there was, it was a whole like, whiteboard of movies she had never seen. I I I have to chop at that list at some point, but as Leia will tell you, I have a hard time of slowing down and just sitting down and doing that. I I I'm a very much a like, okay, cool. Um, so let's right. attach it to content. Yeah, that, that's that's how that's how I I, I get I, stuff done. Like I that, do too. Yeah. So let's let, yeah. so instead of just doing it to do it, let's make content. Okay, we'll and do something. I, and I'm for it. Like. I I think everybody deserves to rewatch the first season of Family Matters because mm. that show, like, we always forget it because it ended in the crazy adventures of Urkel and Carl, yeah. and that's real sad, yeah. especially when you, you watch how it starts and they deal with a lot of really, really yep. heavy stuff out of the gate, and also Judy disappears, and that's hilarious. Rachel has a second, Rachel, or not Rachel, um... Carl and uh oh yeah the wife the do no 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 they they have a second daughter that's early on in the show but toward the end after they stop writing for her she just disappears <laughs> they don't write her out they or anything? don't write her out like it's literally because it's it's Eddie mm -hmm. uh Laura and Judy Judy's the youngest daughter that's right and 
and then Rachel has her son Richie. Right. As Richie develops in the character and Urkel rises as a character, he just stopped writing for Judy. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then she just stops being in the show at some point. I'm literally watching till Judy disappears. I want to know. They change her actor actress from the pilot to the next episode. Wow. So the character is always a problem. Huh. But you don't get that just remembering Family no, Matters. Yeah. But watching it real time, it's like, damn, the first, like, they only <laughs> introduce Urkel on cold opens and closes to start the show. Like, he's only in a cold open, and then he's, and then the next episode, he's at the cold open and in the end. Mm. And then that pattern continues, and then he gets his own spotlight episode. But, like, they work him in, and because it's live studio audience, you can hear the crowd wow. losing their mind to every one of his lines. <laughs> They're like, oh, man. And like, you're like, it's just growing. Yeah. It's just growing. And, and you, kn- still you scenes. know the director was just like, all right, well. It, it's we, working too well. Yeah, like we have to cash in on this. Because they're like they're not. using it a little bit more. Yeah. Like he has a few scenes that work. It's a lot of early slapstick stuff. And then like they start to get into him actively. Then he has like his first big episode. He faces a bully. Hmm. And it's... It's a marked episode for me because it's a it's a masterpiece of parenting hmm. that I appreciate. And I mentioned this to my mom. It's a weird thing with authority figures in that era. Both Carl Winslow and Uncle Phil have interesting relationships with the law in that Uncle Phil's a judge and Carl's a cop. Right. That actively informs how they parent and it changes how they parent to a great degree. And the... Urkel spotlight episode is a, is a very very big shine on that because Urkel's got a bully who keeps shaking him down for money. Mm-hmm. Very classic stuff. Yeah. And Urkel decides he's like I can't I I I got to stand up to this guy. He he first comes and asks and pays Eddie to fight this guy off. Mm-hmm. That was his first move. Yeah. And Eddie goes to goes with him to the pizza place where this guy keeps shaking him down and the guy doesn't show up. So Eddie takes his money and leaves. And then the guy shows up, and Urkel has no money for him. Yeah. Urkel's like, I'm done paying you, man. Yeah. I, just, I can't keep paying you. But he's still scared. Yeah. He's just like, I, I can't keep yeah. paying you, man. And the guy's like, tell you what, man. Have my money tomorrow. And he t- comes and tells Eddie, and Eddie's like, that sucks. And Eddie goes to Carl and is like, hey, Urkel's getting bullied by this dude, and I don't know what to do. Hmm. And Carl Carl does this really cagey Jedi mind trick thing with him where like he's like, well, you know, how does it how, like do you do you think Urkel stands a chance against this guy? And Eddie's like, nope. no, no. <laughs> like, well, that's bad. He's like, so I should save him. And Carl's like, I didn't say that. Hmm. And he's like, OK, well, so should I just let him get cream? He's like, well, I didn't say that either. And he's like, well, it depends on whether or not you believe that people who can't defend themselves need help and eddie goes well is that what you think and he's like well i should hope so it's why i became a cop hmm. and i was like i'm an as a dad yeah. now i was like all right hold <laughs> on Dude, wait 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 let me rewind that so this be, is... don't give an answer <laughs> either way <laughs> and let him to make the decision yeah. like but it and he makes the right call Eddie, Eddie goes to do the thing. Like, Eddie stands up to the bully. The bully, of course, is a punk and runs yeah. off. 
And ironically, that's where Urkel and him become friends for life. Hmm. Urkel is like, you saved my life. We are friends forever. <laughs> Which makes sense. That was yeah. exactly what a nerd would do. And Carl hmm. comes by the Carl comes by the pizza place and, and he's like, came to check up on me. Yeah. He's like, no. no. <laughs> so how'd it go? <laughs> like, yeah. But it's such a, it's a marked moment in parenting hmm. and a marked moment in a relationship between authority and your father that hmm. I remark on constantly now, both as being a father and as understanding that relationship with authority is not where it, what it needs to be these days. Yeah. I, man. Now that you bring all of these different examples up, I can't think of a single current show that does that. It doesn't. Not the one. only one is Brooklyn Nine Nine, and he's not a main character, or he's yeah. not the main character. Yeah, but they do an episode. They do that. This. Yeah, that's true. But this, but is, it's, but see, it's that's the thing about these shows is it's not one episode. It's everything. it's like it's like it's baked into the like into the show. Yeah, and. I've not heard. I've, I've I've been meaning to watch this because I've heard some good things about it. But there's a show called Modern Family that I apparently Modern isn't Family. isn't like isn't bad. Um, they don't deal with this. They deal with the diversity of a family mm-hmm. in current era because there's a like there's a gay there or there's a gay family. There's uh a foreign like a foreign born family. Mm-hmm. There are like stepkids. Everybody has to adapt to their family looking different than it used to look, which gotcha. is good. Yeah. I, I like the show because there are old, you get to see old actors who have developed and have a lot of subtle tricks that you didn't know were there. Because mm. the father in Modern Family is this dad from Married with Children. Same guy. What? Yes. Holy old, crap. All the way back, he's the grandfather in this show. His name okay. is Jay Pritchett in this show. Wow. All right. Huh. There are so many things he adds to that show that are only things an actor that is of a senior age that's wild man i didn't know i thought i i just assumed that that dude had passed i didn't realize he was still working that's crazy well that's the thing my brain does this all the time it's what is one thing my brain's really really good at because like i said i have an eye for faces Mm. so i recognized him immediately i was like that's al bundy yeah (laughs) like fam that's al bundy (laughs) and he's just this curmudgeon old guy but he's married to sophia vergara's character wow okay and he has to deal with like her kid, Manny, who is much more effeminate than he's used to as an old mm. masculine white man, but he loves this kid with everything in him. Because, fam, like your wife is like or your mom is everything to me. Yeah. And you mean everything to me because you're here. And then he has they have another kid later and they have all like the show is incredible and it ended. So you have all okay. of it now. All right. My favorite episode of that show will easily be the Halloween episode, which is perfect. I think it's Halloween season seven. Okay. There, Jay's divorce. Jay's first wife, the his who are the uh, the two other male, the two other adult characters in the mm-hmm. show. They're his kids. Okay. And they 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 have their whole families around them as well. So he has one son who's gay and then a daughter who's married and has three kids. Okay. And later on, the gay son marries and adopts. Okay. And they, that's a whole storyline. But they do a Halloween episode where Jay's first wife dies. Okay. So all of these poignant, sad moments are accentuated by people in costume. 
Interesting. So okay. every moment where it, it hits every character, because again, it's their mom. Right. So, so it hits every character in different moments. But, they, but they're, they're all ridiculous. in costumes. <laughs> so it kind of underscores the sadness of it. Like there's one of, they're literally caught in a pride parade, stuck in a car and reminiscing about their about the mom that passed. Interesting. So it balances every scene so you never get too down right up until the end because he doesn't break until the very very end. Hmm. And he's like he he breaks in this just like cuz cuz they they obviously divorced on bad terms. Right. He was just like didn't really look like they were angry at each other and he was like I don't really, you know, I don't miss somebody that caused me that much right. pain. And he tells a story about passing by the place of an old restaurant that they used to go to. Mm. And it wasn't like a great place, but it was a place that they used to eat when they were good as yeah. a family. And it closed. And he said, it tore me up for a week. Fam, not a dry eye in the house. <laughs> like he said, he's just like, she was good to me then. And it was just, he's so good as an old, sad person. Hmm. And I would have never guessed that's Al Bundy. <laughs> wow. Okay, I have to watch that show now. Oh, yeah, it's a masterpiece, man. That's crazy. But yeah, it like the range of emotion he gets to display in that. And his like son-in-law is a goofball. Like the daughter is much more like him where she's much she's very headstrong, yeah, takes care but her husband's just a goofball. He's like literally like if Goofy was a dude, oh, he's no. that guy. Like he loves magic. He particularly, but he's a romantic. He'll do all the little things to be a romantic, which is why she loves him. Right. That makes that makes sense. Yeah. Like, oh, man, maybe maybe there's hope. But I was like in thinking of all of that, I was like, oh no, what happened? Like I was like, oh, oh yeah. I was like, oh no, like th- that type of family show yes. doesn't exist anymore but there uh, we've stepped we stepped away from the family from the the basic family dynamic and we stepped so far away from it that those shows aren't developed the same way they should be hmm. and just as in general there's a lack of black sitcoms currently so you don't get to tell the story from our perspective as well as you should yeah ah man i got i Maybe that's a a space that somebody can fill. Working on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's yeah. slow going. It's slow. <laughs> like you can't because you don't want to come in super heavy all yeah. the time. Yeah. But like I can't Modern Family could never do the Why Did You Stop Me episode, which mm. is a staple in every black sitcom where you get stopped by a cop they, and you feel like you get mistreated or you feel like this cop might not have stopped you for the right reasons yeah. and you got to figure out how to deal with that feeling that the one of my favorite episodes well i won't say it's a favorite it is it it is there are good points in it it's it's a it is that episode but it's in lucifer and it's mm. very poignant because uh have you have you seen lucifer no okay i i i've heard good things it's, such a, it's like it's definitely like one of my favorite current shows um but basically the premise is Lucifer leaves hell, comes to LA because he's bored of manning hell essentially. But the other angels show up in in pieces. One of them stays, which is a Minadel. 
Uh, and he's just like, hey, dude, you got to get back to work, man. Like, no one's watching hell. You got to, like, <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> but th- that's, like, kind of the under- running thing. The thing is, though, uh, Lucifer is played by Tom Ellis. I don't know the actor that plays him in it, but he is black. Mm. And they're brothers. Because uh, in Angel-wise, they yeah, are brothers. Yeah, it wouldn't make a difference. But on Earth, they have this episode where... um. It, it's all crammed into one where essentially Aminadel finds this little, this black kid who has basically been running drugs for this gang and he tries to help him. And in helping him, he gets stopped by the cops and they treat him terribly. But the, the funny thing about Aminadel is he, unlike uh, Lucifer, who's been there for a while, Aminadel, all this stuff's new to him. Oh god! So like he's just like, why are they treating me like this? Like he's he's just has that oh, tone of just god. like, yeah. What that's... do you mean? All all the while they can't. They're angels. They yeah. you can't. They literally can't harm him. Yeah. Like like but they, he's just like, what's the problem? He's like, like what's the deal? Like yeah. what what like what's happening here? And then like they work in a police department. Like that's the whole running thing. Is like Lucifer oh, okay. helps in um in a helps the like the other co star Lauren German. I think is her name. Um, in she's a detective, and there's like it's a crime drama kind right. of thing. Um, so like Aminadel's just kind of just like what, what is happening? Like what, yeah. what, what is this? And it's almost it's literally like he learns racism in that one episode, and the way he deals with that is just like it's crazy. Like it's 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 such a good episode. If if, if you if you're looking for moments like that, it's a good one. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the thing. I don't definitely don't look back on 2020. For yeah, I had to have the race talk with my five year old. Oof not fun like just a weirdly like i don't want to have to do this it feels like i shouldn't have to do this it feels like i shouldn't have to do this now no we gotta do this because because america i wonder i wonder if i would do that with a son of mine uh i feel like you have not to it is it is like here's the problem and this is me I don't have kids at no, no. all. No, like, it's, it's, it's a, but like it's just you, a thought experiment. I, I guess can so. tell you exactly the problem because intuitively the concept is you should treat everyone equally. Correct. That does not apply. For And here's one exact reason. If I have a problem with you and it makes me very emotionally upset, mm-hmm. I don't have to fix my emotions before I talk to you because we are friends. Sure. And relatively on an equal power level. Right. That does not apply with police. Correct. So, I, I think... I would look at it more of like a a power thing and not necessarily a race thing. I think, well, I guess you would put it in as more of like, hey, here's what happens when there's bad power dynamic between people and people abuse that. Sometimes it's because of race. Sometimes it's because of just the position that they are in society. Yeah, and whether or not race applies to the initial incident, race yeah. applies to the consequence. So sure. you have, so you can't like you can't subtract it from any part of the equation when right. you know it will be factored in. It 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 will be factored in. I just man, I don't know. Is what's the downside to? I what I'm what I'm afraid of is I don't I don't want another person entering in those those uh those exchanges those interactions with the mindset of this person may hate me because of the color of my skin it's not about hey you it literally put it like this i like dogs 
Not a big fan of horses. Okay. Both can be pets, right? Sure. But you can't approach the two the same, correct? Correct. Cops are people, right. but you cannot approach them the same way you approach all people. I For the very same reason. It, do, it has nothing to do with your race. Legitimately, if anybody got really hostile with a cop, mm-hmm. they are armed and trained to deal with almost anything a basic human could throw at them. You can't come at them every way. It doesn't matter what you look like. It can be more more dangerous based on where you are because of what you look like. But you have no idea of knowing whether or not that plays into that cop's mind, which means it has to play into yours. Like but there's only one safe answer and it's to factor. It. I, I like to start because I've not had any and I, I always have to caveat this with yeah you mentioned my, this the yeah, last time I yeah was my, my, my my i i grew up in a family where cops were around like and that's fair that's fine so like my experience is gonna be different but even outside of that even in florida um did i mention the whole seatbelt thing with that that yeah. one cop? yeah like that interaction i would i'd like to believe that that interaction went as well as it did because i didn't see him as this monolithic like different human being i saw him as this guy who's doing a job and like i'm not gonna do like i understand i understand that his job is extremely dangerous and i also understand that i am not but i also don't understand that he's looking at the situation through a different perspective he's looking at it to make sure he gets out of this alive and so in my head i go all right if that's what he's looking at regardless of whether or not he should or shouldn't that's how he sees things. And I think if I did that job, I'd probably end up to some extent of that too. Because isn't that kind of a bad mentality for a first responder though? It 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 is if if they've but it I wouldn't say this bad because you have to you you want to survive, do you not? Yes, but I don't want to be a cop. There are big differences like well, no, no, not, not you. I'm talking about the cop. Like if I you were in the cop, but position. a firefighter wants to survive, but he doesn't consider that when he's running into a burning building. His response is to consider the situation and make the best ant and make the best uh, decisions right. to get the rest of the people out of that situation alive. His his thought cannot first be for himself. There, it has to be for the people he's trying to save. This okay. is the issue with police. Like. Their men is their mentality first to get out of a situation alive or to help the people, because if your mentality is to get out of the situation alive, you are not attacking that problem properly for your training. But I would I would argue that an, a fire and a stoppage on the side of the road are two vastly different things. I would argue that you probably need different police. Like you probably need a different a, a and again I would argue this often. You need a much a much wider range of police. I think sure. I, I, yeah, yeah, I can get behind that. That I makes sense. I think that the I don't think that a meter like I don't think that a, a guy trying to flag down traffic needs to be armed the same way as someone dealing with a bank robbery. Mm. That does not make sense to me. That's that's true. So, but I also think that the mentality the it is fear is a dangerous element in a cop's mind for the people he's trying to protect. Whereas fear is dangerous in my mind. Fear is not dangerous in my mind for a cop. Like, because think, I'm scared of a cop, I'm not going to attack a cop. But, but I think, if, go ahead, sorry, sorry, I don't mind. But if a cop is scared of me, that cop has is trained, 
he is armed, and he has backup. Sure. So his responses to being scared are very different from mine. Like, my response to being scared is to leave a situation because I am not armed and I am not trained. His response to being scared will not be to leave a situation because he is not trained to leave a situation. He's either going to reach for his weapon or call for backup or ask some more questions because that's what a cop is trained to do. So your training creates a a really awkward situation there. I'm sorry. No, you're you're good. No, I I just, my, my thought process is I don't want to teach people to fear cops that because it's not fear. It's respect. Like I don't, it it should, it should be respect. Well, I don't fear horses, but I don't approach them the same way I do dogs. That's respect. Correct. I just, Hmm. Maybe, maybe I'm not. So it's a very tricky line. It's not you. This is exactly the problem. That the 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 way to the etiquette between community and police is ex- this is exactly the issue because what what you're saying is ideally correct. People should not be afraid of cops in theory. The problem is realistically anybody can have a bad day. Sure. And when you have a bad day and you're a regular person, the most damage you can do is with your hands. But if you have a bad day and you're a cop. You have weapons and training and the ability to make it look like it was never your fault. That's dangerous. The the dangerous side of uh, I'm not disagreeing with it. That. that is no, 100% no, I know. accurate. The, I know. The, the dangerous side of uh, a, treating a a police officer interacting with a police officer with Respect is fine. I got no problem with that. When interacting with them with fear is a bad idea. It's so bad. Like, okay, so yeah, the, but you don't, you can't bring the fear, and you don't know if they brought it. That's the problem. No, fear no, is unknown. I'm saying from from you, like not from them. From like them them being afraid of you, I, I, you can't yeah. control that. Yeah, but it what I on what you do with fear, to be fair. But that's, you're right. So like the way, so for me, when I get pulled over, which granted I haven't pulled over in a very long time. Um, but when I get pulled over, I look at it, I treat it in the same way I treat an interaction with, um, I'm trying to think of something comparable. Um, it, like a, it will be a little difficult. Well, <laughs> most interactions yeah. are voluntary. Police, right. police have the one are, ability to force an interaction correct. with you, which is, which again, in and of itself is inherently the, like can generate fear without right. you knowing, because again, stop and frisk exist in our life. Yeah. So like, but I treat them like I would like a, a Publix worker because, and, and I, I'll have to try to wrap this in a bit, but it's because I don't want to give them any sense that I am afraid because my if if I give them the, the feeling that I'm afraid of them, that can very easily be misconstrued as I'm afraid because I have something to hide. Now, you see, I appreciate like, that. It's it's not it's I, I, I don't I have zero like especially me. I, I know I'm innocent. If, if I'm getting pulled over, it's because I was speeding. Yeah. I'm like, I, give me the ticket, man. Like, if that's what, like, I, I'll pay it. I, no, I like, 100% agree with you. My only problem with that is that is a lot to ask out of every human being that did not sure. ask to be a cop. It is a lot less to ask 
out of your police yes. to be less afraid. Like as a whole. But my thing is I'm asking for that from both. I'm not yeah, I'm but, not just asking people to I'm not saying police stay do exactly what you've been doing for the past fucking years. You've been doing a bang up job. Everyone else fix how you like no, that's not what I'm saying. What, what I'm a, saying is you guys got to meet somewhere in between. I like, and I appreciate that, but what you're at there's a lot more give you're asking from one side than the other. There's 300 million people in the US and what? 10 million cops? Sure. Like there's a bit it's a lot to ask for everyone mm. to be more cognizant of how they interact with police. It's a lot smaller ask than just fix the police. Or it's a lot smaller ask to just fix the police. Or to ask it the is. police to be better about how they interact. Because one certain amount of the people are just living their lives. The cops are doing a job. And to ask someone to behave a certain way on their job is not abnormal. Asking people to fix their behavior in their regular lives is a much bigger ask. So I, I, I would argue that both of those are the same. They're, they aren't, though. One so, of those people is paid to be there. Sure. But like that me living my regular life includes my job. No, it doesn't. It, because if you're, you could lose that job and you still have a regular life and you can get another job. You can stop being a cop and be anything else. You can't stop being alive and then choose to be something else. That's not equal. The, I, I you're you're right, but I'm I'm like it's like if if I have a category of living my life included in that category in a small circle is the job. Yeah, but you can like that can it moves that. around and sometimes it's not there. And you can change that at any given yeah. time. But yeah, yeah, you I can't like that's the problem. The people can choose to change, or the cops can choose to change being cops. The people can't choose to change being people. They can They're people. They can. Just just as the cops can choose better, like can make better decisions, the people also can make better decisions. But that's a function of all people everywhere. Yes. Cops have unique, but all people aren't armed. The problem is it's, sure. a, it's an unequal ask. What, what you're saying is, yes, all people need to be better, but that would be given. That's a given regardless of cops, regardless of war, regardless of anything, all people need to be better. Okay. In, a, in regards to a specific issue inside of all people need to be better, police need to be held to a higher standard inside of that. Sure. I'm not saying the that version. they shouldn't. Yeah. yeah they, they're, they're armed. Like that, they're, yeah. yeah well, like, they're also on a job. Like, yeah. it's not just the arm. It's like, hey. Because I would have a regular civilian who's also armed to a yeah. higher standard as well. If like, a, I mean, if a doctor was reckless, if a doctor was reckless in going about his sure. day and got somebody killed. They're accountable for that. And if you do that too often, you don't get to be a doctor anymore. And those things still stick with you. Like you don't get the benefits of being yep. a doctor. You don't even get the benefit of the doubt of being a doctor. And you and literally your malpractice insurance goes up every time you make one of those mistakes. We don't get that same reflection from the police. We don't get that sure. same level of accountability. So how can we then be expected to like because we over time we have learned to be more specific with doctors learn to ask for exactly what we need to prevent those malpractice issues from happening we haven't been able to do that same thing with the police because there's not been a consequence levied on their side to want them to change enough like we want to change because we don't want to die and also because we believe this should be better like it's not all just fear. I genuinely, I would love to believe that if I called the police to fix a situation, that 
their first response would be to help with the situation. My fear is if I call the police and I am not specific about who I am and something something happens where it could be I could be suspected of of a problem, they could show up and just as easily think it's me. And then it doesn't matter what I say because they have their thought. And if I'm the only witness, the only conversation we're going to have is going to go down to the station. For hmm. Yeah. I. <sighs> and it, it's it's not. A, I don't think that there's a clean answer. No. To be fair. I, I definitely think you are correct in that we need, as people, we need to be more cognizant of how we interact with police. It's why I mentioned the particular relationship that Carl and Uncle right. Phil have, have with, with the law. Yeah. They have a they are in positions of power and authority and as such they constantly remind their family, "Hey, listen, we're in this, we we have this position, but it also means that their family is kind of insulated from anything going too left yeah. with the authorities." Yeah. And th- that is the very that's a very similar way to as how I, I grew up. So like it, it wasn't until <laughs> it, it wasn't until my very few interactions with police outside of it. But I that's the weird thing too, though, as I never attributed it to racism. Why would you? You would You never have no point. You have no point of reference. Like it's in your personal experience, the police did their job as best they could, if not properly right but but that's not as to say i've never seen it like i have yeah, seen but you don't have to have a reason to expect it because it's not being your experience i okay so i wouldn't say i don't expect it because like even in the the the, the seatbelt situation uh it's and in any situation i have with a cop there's not it's not that the idea of this guy could The the okay, I guess I, this this makes a little bit more sense and it's a little cleaner. The idea that this guy could misuse his power is not the first one that comes to mind. That only comes to mind if they react or do something or say something that I think that's off. That's when that clicks. But until then, it is just me and another person. I that's that's how I interact with them. And I appreciate like, the, like and again, that you that happens when you don't walk home and get stopped and frisked three times a, three times a year. Hmm. That happens when your your interaction with the police has been minimal and proper. If you have had any number of what you would call, let's say, less than fair or less than correct responses with the police your level of trust is going to be lower because you're going to have so many less chance like again i i don't naturally fear police that's not my thing my problem is i have legitimately watched myself be treated differently from someone else in the same situation Mm. like i've watched a cop pull me over for having a tail light out and pull me out of the car and I've watched a cop pull me over in the passenger side with my friend with a gun in the glove compartment and no seatbelt on. And my friend explaining to the cop that he had his seatbelt on full lie and had 
the uh, the the cross strap behind him, and then the cop proceed to explain to him how the physics of the seatbelt work. Like it's just a it's a, it's fully partially and what your interaction and experience has been. And again, if because you saw it, Carlton has this exact mm. same point in the in Fresh Prince where they get pulled over and Will is like that cop pulled us over because we were black. And Carl says, we were circling in a neighborhood we didn't understand in the middle of the night. The cop pulled us over to ask what we were doing because why were we there? And they get home and Will is still upset about the whole situation. And Carlton goes to ask Uncle Phil, like, if you saw a car in a neighborhood you didn't recognize driving around in the middle of the night, wouldn't you stop it and ask? And Uncle Phil's like, I've been, you know, I asked myself that same question the first time I got pulled over. And he just walks away. That's how the episode ends. <laughs> That's how the like, legitimately, it's the question will always be there. Hmm. But it's because it is not a problem the people themselves can fix because it's not a problem the people themselves created. So it has to be either jointly fixed or fixed on the police side. It's been it's been really really like I've given this more thought than I want to. Yeah, I don't mainly because I'm home and I have way too much. Time. Yeah, <laughs> but it again the one thing I do is I do a lot of looking back and looking at how something is portrayed mm. and seeing that it's been portrayed the same way for twenty plus years tells me that it if it were a problem black people could have fixed on their own, we would have fixed it by now. If there a problem if it were a problem minorities could have fixed on their own, they would have fixed it by now. But they can't. Has to be both sides. God, I there's so much more I want to go into this <laughs> because I there's there's a part of the conversation about who did I have this con- I think I had this with B Wade. Yeah, I ooh, I I sometimes look back on that episode and wonder if well no. I, I wonder if he he has a different opinion of me now after that episode because I I spoke a lot about black culture and other cultures. I think the difference in in black culture is we didn't have a choice. Yep. We, we were brought here. Yep. Versus the other cultures that came here. Yep. For whatever different reason. Um, I had the same conversation with Amanda the other night yeah. regarding just regarding the difference between Cuban culture and black culture. Yeah, and and my, the thing is, I'm definitely we're, I'm saving this for another episode because we'll, I want to have you back. Because basically, here's a rule of thumb: the and this is this is for both you and for viewers at home. <laughs> the longer I have someone on the podcast in the episode, that means that they'll show up again. <laughs> like that that's how that works. Like Leia's been on like three times. Yeah. Like that's just how that works. It, it, for me, it, it tells me that I. Th- I enjoy our conversation. Like I it, enjoy it, our it, it's man. there's they're not boring. They're not boring and we don't there's no like oh that's a touchy subject. I don't we're not combative. Yeah, no, it's, we, it's, we genuinely we're we're talking or, through something. It's not it's not just combative. It's not it's not um Awkward. we don't shy away from oh things. no no no. That's no. that that, that is yeah. a, if you want to be friends with me, that's like the number one way to like make sure we are never friends. If I bring up a topic that is borderline 
And you go, oh, no, I, I can't. I don't want. I'm like, OK, cool. I respect that. But also we can't be friends. Like, so I, so I, I did just, bring up this point yeah. very recently when regarding black people and cops to keep mm. it on terms. You can't black people can never sneak up. Like I can't. There's no situation where I as a black person can surprise you by being black if you have seen me. OK, like, you know, I'm black. Sure. I'll look like this. Yeah. So I'm going to be black. Very often, police can surprise you okay. if they don't look like police. Okay. So you can run into a lot of situations where either A, you might be doing something illegal, mm. not recommended, but everybody has things that happen sometimes. Sure. Where if you, the last person you want to see in that scenario is someone who's like, I'm a cop. Thanks Literally. for the follow, Ricky. I did see that. Thank you. Yeah, like <laughs> that's the last thing you actually want to see in that yeah. situation. Whereas... I can't think of too many situations where, like, I see black people and I genuinely assume things are going to get worse. Like, there there are very many situations where I can see police interaction or I know the police are on their way. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, this is about to get, get worse. worse. There, there, so there are certain... This is bad. This is, <laughs> this is this is a little. This is getting a little little close to the the racist line. Uh, there are certain characteristics of certain black people that have I think have been if they've if they've that they they can let off that kind of make me go. Which way is this going to go? Oh, it's not, are, that's not just a black people thing. Yeah, true. That is that is it's not just black people. As a matter of fact, Brian and I both know a large white man who has a lot of these flags, and I believe you do too, because uh, he's a regular. Okay. Yeah, All right. Like, oh. oh. <laughs> but like, but yeah, but you're you're right. It is not just a black person thing. It it is everyone. It's a character issue. It's a character thing. There are traits though that are more predominant in black people than they are in others that make me go which way is this going to go and now the good thing is i have people that i know that display those traits and then i upon further like getting to know them further they're not that yeah it's trace they, the roots of the trait right yeah like i um i don't want to say his name i wanted to get him on the podcast though he was he wanted to do it initially he was supposed to be on the podcast with uh b wade but that didn't go through. He, he couldn't get here at, at the time. Listen, next time you have me on, I'm all for, for bringing somebody else. I know we get into it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, might I might not be a lot of the, room, but yeah, the, the beauty, the beauty of that was it, that was very specifically around the George Floyd thing. And right. there were, they both had different perspectives and I wanted to get both of those. Fair. Um, but uh, Steve or Curtis knows him too. He's like good friends with him. Do you know Tim? If I just say the word Tim and say Tall guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That guy. Okay. If if you saw him, like the first time you meet him, or like you you see him interact with other people, there's a there's a, a, a probably a judgment that you'll make off of that. Upon if you have a one-on-one interaction or conversation with him, so different. S- drastically different. That guy, it, it's one of the funny things. Like I, it's something I, I find myself telling people about him. Who, if he comes up in conversation and they're just like, "That guy is awesome," or "That guy, like, he's a trip," or he, he's 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 always like a clown or whatever. I'm like, 
but he's also insanely smart. Yep. You you have no idea how smart that guy is. Oh, okay. Like, you, you do not know. Like, it, it's, so it's, this was, uh, I made this point very recently about Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes, yes, exactly. He's a clown, but he's so smart. You have no idea, like... Oh, yeah. The the uniqueness of Sasha Baron Cohen, yeah. and it, I discovered this in 2020, <laughs> one of the only things that I will credit 2020 for is I assumed that Sasha Baron Cohen was just a person putting on racist stereotypes. Nope. What I discovered was <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen is a person who discovered that if you play a character close enough to bad people, they'll show you just how bad they are. Yep. And that is incredible. Yep. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's not what I thought this was. That guy, I, I, I got to rewatch a bunch of movies. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they, they're all, they're all, it, it's, it's some of the, some of it's just humor. Like I think I mean of course Borat has a lot of like just humor, but there's a lot of just like hey if I do this and behave this way, how do white people react? And it, it, it's, it's Clayton Bixby. Yeah, it's yes, the, it's the yes, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, like, it's that bit, it's but that, in hey, long form. Yeah, if you play if you play to a person's worst instincts, will they show them? Mm-hmm. And he taught us. Yeah, do you, they will. Did you see? Oh God, this is the last thing. This is the last thing. <laughs> did you did you see the? Uh, he he essentially accidentally exposed like or, or allegedly exposed like a pedophile ring amongst like like government officials yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that I oh man, and I what sucks is that was like in the news and then gone immediately, just like yep. under the. I was just like, but wait. This happened. That was like, big, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Yeah. God. Yeah. Oh man. Um. But thank you again. Um. Anytime, I think man. These are always great. We start at seven. No, we start at six thirty. You. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I. It's just. It's, it's just, very close. Yeah. It's, it's very close. <laughs> well, I was like it's four and change. For I'm sure. just waiting to go back to work tomorrow, and her just be like. All right, so when am I coming back on? I'm just like, wait, I need to sleep. I can't just. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I want to talk to Leia. I haven't seen Leia since. Maybe we can do like a, 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 a episode with like uh, the three of us. I, that'd be fun. I, I think would that'd be love dope. that. Leia and I constantly end up laughing about stupid things we say to each other because I believe <laughs> there was a car ride where I believe one of us exclaimed that dicks can't be trusted just in general. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it was me. I think I was just like, Man, do you think I trust my dick? <laughs> Are you nut? No, dick this guy gets me trusted. in trouble all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like, this can't be trusted. <laughs> and she just died. And like the whole car was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, I just thought it. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't. Just I, no bandwidth here. I, 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 I appreciate people like that though. Like, cause I, what has happened and I've noticed this in myself and I still have this issue. I, drastically censor myself and it, it i hate it like i there's there's i there's a a valve that at some point in my life got squeezed very tight and i'm so cautious part of it's because yes i am on a platform and i have to be mindful of their rules and like i i i, I get that some of it's logically it's there but i've noticed that in myself that like if i look at my old video i remember i clicked on an old video uh, for my old channel, I made a 9-11 joke that I don't think I would now. I probably would now that I'm thinking about it. But, like, 
like me two months ago definitely wouldn't. And it's just more of just like I get why it would be offensive, but also that is the type of humor that is in my head. Like that, th- like that, those very borderline, like edgy pushing a uh, like thing kind of joke. So here's, but I, yeah, here's the trick to that. Mm. Uh, this is one of the reasons I love world building. You can tell really, really, really off color jokes. If the setting is fantastic enough. Like I literally started this cut. I have this joke for like a, a mixed race elf. Mm. And the only reason I want to do a mixed race elf is because she gets plus one stealth against racists. <laughs> I don't have any that's, other that's reason the only- <laughs> to do it. Like I don't, I haven't developed anything else in the, <laughs> in, the, in the scheme, but I was like, cause I want her to tell the joke. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I have like plus one stealth against racists. <laughs> like I want her to tell that joke. And I don't know if I have to set up a D and D game just to make, skit to make the joke. <laughs> or if I have to just create a D and D scenario and, ha- and put her in it. Cause I would love for her to just be like, Depending on what elves she's near, she just looks like regular elves. Yeah. So like the, the like the wood elves are like ah she's you know she, she's fine she's yeah. maybe from the far woods but then at night she's like the, the dark elves are like, like wait mm, a minute yeah nah fam nah who's your mom yeah <laughs> like just and I I the whole gag was too literally because you can be really really racist in D and D because the races aren't real yeah so I would love to play on that space. In a lot of really comical ways. I, I miss doing that. I do want to do another campaign. My boy Brent, he's gone. I haven't been able to do any D&D campaigns with him. I think the last character I played, I literally had comic relief as a superpower. Nice. <laughs> like, I could do things, but only when they were funny. Oh, It was, okay. It, by the way, it's... If you have not played D anD D as like a full on Looney Tune, yeah, <laughs> I recommend it at least once. Sounds fun. Um, okay, we're actually stopping here. It's eleven o'clock. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I need go. to get something to eat. Same. Like, uh, thank you again. Um, yeah, I you guys know the subscribe stuff. Do I don't know if you have anything you want to shout out again this time. Or? Uh, thanks again to the Dream Writers Room Volume One. We will have some projects coming soon. Thanks. Um, I'm I'm Jared Grace everywhere. <laughs> I'm fandom near you on Twitter. You can find me if you want. Awesome. Thanks See you guys again, soon. Man. Appreciate it.